Hello and welcome to The Flicksters, the place where two geeks bring you all the movie reviews and news you can ever wish for. You can follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter and Facebook. And download our podcast on iTunes, Anchor, Pocket Cast, CastBox and Google Play. Good afternoon, ladies and gents, and welcome to another episode of The Flicksters. And Duval, you might notice that I'm speaking a bit gruff. Well, yeah, a bit gruffly there. Are you, are you feeling okay? Well, I've just noticed, you know, I was listening back to uh, episode four of, 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 of our podcast and I just realised you've got a fantastic podcast voice. Right? You've got a radio voice. No, no. Are you trying to, are you trying to imitate me? Are you imitating the good man? <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean? Like, you know, it's just great. You, you can do accents. You can do like, you know, impersonations. You know, this is brilliant. So listen, thanks for downloading today's episode, fans listeners whatever you want to call yourselves we would like to think of you as fans but realistically you're just probably just you know just people just just, uh, regular people like like us really (laughs) yeah exactly so today we have got an absolutely we've got a banger of a of a show for you today so we've got some movie news for you we've got the box office top 10 we are going to look at what is out on blu-ray this week and we're also going to speak about uh, what's on streaming services. We've got film reviews to give you. And if, we, if we've got the energy, we might even just throw in some um, little gems out there for you Hidden as well. gems, okay. So relax, take it easy, put your slippers on. Actually, put slippers on or slippers off? I'm more of an off kind of man. Yeah, me yeah. too as well. Slippers <laughs> off, ladies and gents. Come on, put your feet up, relax. You've had a hard day. Enjoy it. And let us know what you think in the comments. So, Deval, I've, I've noticed you are rocking this brilliant Thor t-shirt. Tell me about this t-shirt. Where'd you get it from? The Mighty Thor. Yeah. Yes, I got this t-shirt uh, about a year ago, I'd say, in preparation to uh, Ragnarok. I was just, uh, you know, doing my little clothes shopping spree that I do sometimes like every two years yeah. <laughs> I buy new clothes <laughs> and uh, I just came across it I wasn't actually looking for it but yeah. I came across this t-shirt nice t-shirt it's a bit tight for me now I've put on a bit of weight but you know we'll, yeah we'll I, I, I didn't want to say actually <laughs> but nice, yeah I like it I like it brilliant yeah, yeah nice fantastic um I need actually I need to get a couple of more of those t-shirts like I mean I mean and you can get them like H&M and you can get them from all these like kind of anywhere yeah I'll, I'll get you one for I'll get you one all I'll right get you one. I'll sort you out okay listeners you heard that Deval's <laughs> gonna get me so listen he can't backtrack on this right now right so um if he doesn't I'm gonna let you lot know okay so Deval um, I thought we'd start off with um, movie news. And one thing that immediately caught my attention was, I was reading this the other day, right? Superman. And I'm talking about, now let's go back. Superman has been like, you know, in modern pop culture since the 30s, I want to say. Yeah, I think 33 or 34, something like that. Yeah. But he was voted, uh, the Superman version that I'm going to speak about is the 1978 Christopher Reeve version. Okay. okay? So he, he was voted the number one superhero in the uk so the 1978 uh christopher reeve version was voted i mean just in the uk so not worldwide you mean i'm I'm i would have loved i would have loved to have kind of like seen this being done across the world but for the moment it's just the uk uh, and it's voted the best superhero film of all time in the uk yeah the 1978 version that's actually quite a big statement you know because there have been a lot of uh superhero films over the years and with uh, you know advancements in technology and so on, 
films have, you know, they, they look they're a lot more shinier than they used to be. So for them to vote 1978 Superman as the best, you know, that's a big statement. It, huge statement because just like you said, CGI, I mean, compare 78 to 2018. Like, I mean, the, the CGI and uh, I mean, a lot of people probably just are probably thinking like, okay, you know, the for nostalgia. Yeah. I, I absolutely love that film. I, I remember watching it. Like, I was born in 78. Okay. So, uh, oh, wow. yeah. And I, uh, I watched it like about 10 years later. I must've okay. watched it 88 or something. Yeah. How actually, okay. One little thing you might not have known about me. The first film that I saw in cinema was Superman. It was. Part three. Oh, part three. <laughs> 1984. Ah. Richard Pryor. Yeah. And I watched it at the, it's not there anymore now. If, if there are any kind of like, you know, listeners out there in London, the Woolwich Coronet. Now I think it's... Uh, flats. <laughs> exactly. It's flats now. But it, it was called the Woolwich Coronet. And I remember going there, like me and my cousins... And we said, yeah, come on, let's watch Superman. Well, I loved it. And it was brilliant. So, yeah. So that was voted uh, the best superhero film of all time in the UK. How did it beat? I'm just thinking, how did it beat Iron Man, Batman? I reckon the reason it's voted as the best is because probably the, the UK audience are a bit more nostalgic than maybe the rest of the world. You know, the, you know, the whole the UK mentality, the proudness and, uh, you know, just looking at legacy and things like that i think yeah. that's why the uk really respects the superman from 78 sure also look at where he came from i mean when that when that film came out what was there before you know when this film when it when it revealed itself to the world before it there was nothing like it at all so to see a man fly to see a man repel bullets to see a man you know with uh ice breath or you know laser <laughs> eyes and all that kind of stuff you know yeah i mean that for its time that was that was gigantic it was it was and that, that impression has lasted in the uk audience's mind for 40 years yeah totally no i agree with it just moving on to kind of like you know dc news keeping it in with the dc um i'm not sure if you heard about this but dc are going full steam ahead with launching a whole slate of dc um, comic book films but the villains yeah and yeah, i think yeah. i think they're going to roll up with the joker first okay okay well, is it, is it going to be Jared, uh, Jared Leto, yeah. Jared okay. Leto. So this was kind of like a big announcement, and I, I mean, I so mean, getting real dark. DC Universe. I know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I thought it was a kind of his role, his portrayal of the Joker. It was crazy, wasn't it? It was like yeah. you know his face, the tattoos, and everything. And obviously, we had all been, we got, we saw Heath Ledger. Yeah, yeah. And that was like amazing. Even Jack Nicholson, yeah, you know. Even Jack Nicholson back in '89, like this crazy out there portrayal so i'm i'm looking forward to it yeah it should be good i mean uh yeah the joker is a character that he's crazy it's like it's really hard to kind of relate to him but everyone loves the joker yeah you know he, what is he you know, what's his main goal what's his what's his game you know what's his uh, what's it a uh, uh, modus operandi yeah <laughs> i mean and, and what do you think this kind of direction that dc are taking in they haven't had a lot of luck mm. with kind of obviously you know justice league and with, with the Batman Superman kind of franchise and make, is this kind of like a new direction, a new yeah, way of thinking? So. I think what they've seen is that they've, they've tried to imitate Marvel's, you know, uh, success in releasing movies that have a, have a link, you know, superhero teams and stuff like that. And they kind of rushed it, I think. And because of that, they've had a knockback. They've had to right. reevaluate. And I think now they've gone back to the drawing board and thought, okay, so what do we have that Marvel doesn't have? I think they're looking at their villains because DC villains are, they're quite deep. 
and they're, they're they're very layered. And you know, if you read the comics and watch the animated series and so on, you'll see that their villains have got a lot about them. Wow. So I think they're looking at okay, what can we give the audience that they haven't got already? And I think Marvel does get a bit of uh, bad, not press, but you know, bad reviews maybe, and you know, regarding their their, their villains. Right. Marvel villains haven't always been the best. Haven't been the deepest villains. Apart from Thanos and maybe Killmonger and you know, Loki, he's like a villain slash good guy whenever he wants to be but dc villains i mean they're, they're some deep guys there, there you know? are, so yeah. i think they're they're just you know they're, they're having to reevaluate come out with something fresh something new something that they feel they can stamp their you know put a dc stamp on and say this is us now yeah. and from that they will invite the audience through the back door almost into their world and try and get people on side you know what? I love that phrase, invite the audience mm. like through the back door. That's just like, that is absolutely <laughs> like amazing. That, <laughs> That's just like, invite the audience through the back door. It's like, wow. Another bit of film news out there. So this is Transformers now, Bumblebee. So they, they are making, it's kind of like a spin-off movie. I don't think Michael Bay is directing this, but it just purely focuses in on Bumblebee. I have to admit, I'm not a huge, huge fan of of the Transformers franchise, I think what Michael Bay, Michael Bay tried to do was originally was, okay, yeah, he wants to bring this, this iconic toy, this iconic, like, you know, TV show, cartoon animation uh, to the big screen. It worked on a lot of levels, but it didn't work for me. And then, you know, sequel after sequel after sequel. And then I just kind of, I just switched off. But hopefully with Bumblebee, this can take it in a new direction. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that, actually. When I first, was it 2008? A I while think now. the first Transformers film came out. I think it was 2008, 2007, something like that. But when it first came out, I was like, whoa. I mean, I love Transformers. When I was a kid, you know, watching uh, Optimus Prime, I've even got a picture, a few pictures in my house, and you may have seen that through our social media, yeah. of Transformers. Uh, sound Soundwave is my favourite Transformer. Yeah. You know, Master, I have the Energon cubes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Soundwave is such a gangster. He just hides like in a tape recorder and sends his little birds to go and get information. He is gangster. So I love Transformers. And yeah. when Michael Bay brought this to the silver screen. It was okay. It was good. You know, it was and fresh. It was the, the graphics or the, the special effects. <laughs> it's graphics. I'm talking yeah. old school. The computer, the, uh, the special effects were great. I think they you did know. it on the Commodore 64. Like, you know, um, there was so much hype around it and I was really excited. I was like, wow, yeah. a Transformers movie. Come yeah. on, this is going to be great. And then, yeah, you know, it was, Sheer, Shia LaBeouf, Shia Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. Yeah. I mean you know he was this up and coming kind of yeah. like star I think he went famously on record to say that he hated the movies yeah he did he has got a bit kind of uh, out bit, there now a bit so. loopy right yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, but, so yeah. I was yeah I, I watched the first one I watched the second one but I think after that I just kind of switched oh, off you were lost after the second one I, wow you yeah, were early seriously because <laughs> they and changed uh, Megan Fox on the, on the third one there's a, there's a different actu actress that plays his love interest because Megan Fox had a falling out with Michael Bay. Right. And she wasn't in it. After that, she wasn't in it evermore. And even Shia LaBeouf, when, uh, what's his name? Mark Wahlberg. He took he, over. Yeah, Mark took over. So it's just gone through all kinds of changes. Even the trailer for Bum Bumblebee. I mean, when I saw the trailer, I thought, mm -hmm, okay. Do we but, need this? Uh, yeah, I mean, I probably will see it because i got to talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Fix this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but... Uh, yeah, it is what it is. I don't know. This might sound a bit kind of like harsh, but I think because it's not directed by Michael Bay, I think it might it might be something good. Do you know what? That's a, that's a good point. That is a really good point. Fresh actually. eyes. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm just thinking fresh eyes, you know, a new look, you know, let someone else come in. You know, obviously Michael Bay is going to be behind the behind the scenes. He's going to be like executive producer or something. So he'll, he'll definitely be there, but I'm just thinking, give it, give it, you know, uh, new eyes. Okay. So moving on and Michael Bay related, this is Bad Boys 3. Bad Boys 3. What you going to do? What you going to do when they come for you? And I saw this and I was like, wow, it's been such a long time yeah. since this has like been, you know, yes, no, yes, no, Will Smith, has he got the time to do it? Martin Lawrence, like, you know, he's been a record to say, look, he's up for it. He's ready. Yeah. It's, it's all to do with Will Smith. And what else is he doing? What, what's, what's Will been doing these last couple of years? I don't know what he's done. Uh, that, uh, the, the, next, the, next, the Netflix film. Uh, was it Bright. Bright. I was going to say Shine. <laughs> <laughs> but bright <laughs> same thing you know <laughs> yeah same thing uh, i still haven't seen it oh i saw it yeah and yeah. i mean i don't think it did really well into like you know commercially okay it didn't shine very bright did it <laughs> <laughs> How ironic so yeah so he's been doing kind of like you know films like that i haven't i haven't seen him in any i can't remember what he was in before that uh yeah, I, I'm pretty sure something, but if we can't remember, then that's the answer. That is the answer. So I think he's on board now. I think they're going to start shooting this year. And apparently they need, they need there's a role for two, for two people in there. Oh. Um, yeah, for two podcasters. Oh, okay. They, they, and like really prominent roles. Oh, I mean, should go for it. I mean, come on. Why not? I mean, oh, we, I, we, I had a phone call the other day <laughs> from, from America. I thought it was a sales call. I thought it was a PPI call. I didn't answer the, oh, damn. That was my... <laughs> That was my moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, so up next, I thought we'd mention Halloween. Ooh. The trailer for Halloween 2018 dropped yesterday, Friday, the 8th of June. Got it. Uh, yeah, I had to get that right. <laughs> Friday the 8th of June. So I watched the trailer and I can't wait for this. I, yeah. I Honestly, yeah. I can't wait for this because... Michael Myers, he, when you say the name Michael Myers, it just brings up this vision, this kind of, this feeling of dread. Yeah. You know, this guy, this, this thing that never dies. Yeah. That white face, isn't uh, it? It's just. And apparently the, the, the face, the mask is based on um, William Shatner. What? William Shatner from Star Trek. How? If you look at, if you watch the, I think there's a documentary on, uh, on the Halloween DVD or the Halloween Blu-ray. Oh, yeah? They actually based it on the William Shatner face, the mask. Oh it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> so, William Shatner, like James, James T. Kirk is like, you know, part wow. of the Halloween like folklore. So uh, yeah, so I saw the trailer and Jamie Lee Curtis, who I used to love, like, you know, back in the day. I mean, I still love her. True I mean, lies. She's true lies. <laughs> Even going back from like to trading places. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that was, that was brilliant. So seeing her again, you know, white hair, yeah. glasses, and you see her like shooting the gun. She is getting ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She knows that Michael's coming back. Yeah. And you've got this whole kind of host of new characters in there. So I'm really looking forward to that. I think it's coming out in October. Or oh, Halloween. It has yeah. to. <laughs> but ironically, not on Halloween day. Like, I think, it, yeah, like, uh, I think I read like the 19th of October. So oh. it's, it's that Halloween period. So yeah. I'm sure it's going to kind of like do really well. Also... Keeping it with the kind of horror theme, guess who's back? Freddy. <laughs> Freddy, Freddy Freddy is back. Freddy's oh, back. Freddy is a gangster. This guy, Pizza Face, I, I saw the trailer for this as well, and they have taken this into a totally new direction. So focusing on this one guy, you know, African American person this time, which I thought is 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 really, really good. Yeah. Because 
what what you're telling me like you know different types of people don't have nightmares <laughs> exactly like, just, i think i've seen it hold on i think i've seen the trailer oh, did, i wasn't did sure if that was if that was an official freddy film or not but i've seen i've seen it yeah no yeah no that's yeah, it I've yeah seen the trailer. that okay. is the one. Oh wow so uh i watched this trailer and um i was like okay and I was, I was shit scared of Freddy Krueger. Like, yeah. you know, back in the day, like that first one directed by Wes Craven, like it gave me, it did give yeah. me nightmares. Okay, question, yeah? Yeah. Which Freddy was your favourite? Which <laughs> which of the films? I There's been quite a few. I think the, five or six? Yeah. No, I think the first one for first me. First one. Johnny yeah. Depp was in that one, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. He gets his uh, intestines, yeah. like, you ripped know, out. ripped out. The third one, I think oh, it was the Dream, Dream Warriors. Warriors. That's my favourite oh, one. I love it. <laughs> the Dream Warriors is my favourite one. Yeah, so um, I think you know it's going to be interesting. They, I think they needed to revive it because yeah. the the reboot that they did like about five six years ago, yeah. it was it wasn't that great. It actually came out. I think it was two thousand and ten. I think oh, I went to cinema to go and see it. And it's, it had uh, the guy from Rorschach uh, from Watchmen. Uh, from Watchmen. Yeah, actually, I, I it, it wasn't well received. It didn't, it didn't do very well. Yeah, box office, but. I kind of liked it, you know. Did you? Yeah, okay. I think the Rorschach guy done quite he, a good job. And he, he's creepy yeah, though, isn't he? Is. he? That's the thing, he is. So he's a good actor. He is a good actor. Yeah. He's a great actor. Uh, I thought he was really good at, as Rorschach. Oh, yeah. Oh, I perfect. think Watchmen is an underrated film. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I saw it. There was loads of kind of like pushback on that film. Yeah. And I think the author as well, he he basically just like rejected it. Okay. okay. Uh, he wasn't too happy with it. So I saw it and I was like, you know what? This is you got to give it some credit. Yeah. You know, so I thought that was good. Uh, and finally, I just thought I'd mention Andy Serkis, who for me, I think is like, he's one of our greatest actors working in, in the industry at the moment. He is back with The Jungle Book. Uh, Mowgli. Mowgli. When I saw that trailer, I was like, hold on. Is this The Jungle Book that came out with, uh, you know, John, John Favreau? Uh, John and- Favreau. Well, apparently it was it was made at the same time. And then what happened was it was the Jungle Book. So John Favreau's version got out there first, and then I think Andy's because this 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 Mowgli has been was made like a while back. Wow. Yeah, it's got some big. It's got big cast. Like you know, it's got Christian Bale. Oh wow! Christian Bale's in it. Hella. Okay. Uh, uh, what's her name? Yeah, Hella. Uh, from Lord of the Rings as well. From Lord of the Rings. I can't remember her real name, but yeah. Oh <laughs> shit! Come what? To us. God. You know, isn't it sad that we just kind of reference people through their Marvel <laughs> character name? I know. It's going to come to us. It will come, Australian. Yeah. I'll just she's shout Australian. Out randomly, yeah. Yeah. So um, I think she, yeah, she, she's in it as well. And I saw the trailer and they have gone for a really dark version. Oh. Yeah. They've gone for a really dark version this time. And because I'm just looking back to the Jean Favreau one, I saw it. I liked it. You know, lots of kind of like, you know, happy, obviously look for the bare necessities. I'm not sure if this <laughs> one's going to have any, 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 any songs in it. Like, no necessities. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like, it, it looks dark, but I like that. And I'm looking forward to seeing it. So uh, best of luck to that film and, and I hope it does really, really well. So oh. that's your movie lot. I mean, unless you've got anything that you want to share with me. a couple of quick snippets. Please. Nothing too major. Uh, well, could be, but uh, Ryan Reynolds uh, will be in the new uh, Bermuda Triangle film. Okay. Uh, which is going to be directed uh, by Sam Raimi, directed or produced. Sam Raimi is a classic Spider-Man. movie producer, director, Evil Dead as well. Evil Dead. Spider-Man, Evil Dead and the whole... Like, you know, uh, uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead TV show. If you've Love seen it. that, very funny. But uh, the Bermuda Triangle is a real life place. Uh, 
located near Bermuda and is it Miami or something? There's a triangular sort of, you know, location. Yeah. And uh, over the, over years and years and years, it's been, uh, you know, uh, an area of, of contention, of mystery, of things, you know, ships disappearing and yeah, planes. You know, planes disappearing off radar and all kinds of stuff going on. So... Who knows how this film will turn out? But wow. I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking forward to. I'm it. looking forward to. It. I'll watch anything with Ryan Reynolds. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This guy yeah. is he's brilliant. Yeah, and he just I think he just totally upped his game. You know, comparing him to kind of like films like you know from like you know 20 years yeah, ago. Yeah. I think this guy's like really good. Okay, so that's interesting. What else? Mm. <laughs> I'm laughing already. You know. <laughs> okay, you know how sometimes you get computer games that turn into films okay, right resident evil yes street fighter yes uh, a, a rampage rampage uh yeah a whole bunch of films have come from computer games right sonic the hedgehog <laughs> <laughs> this is hilarious what sonic, sonic the hedgehog the hedgehog Oh my god! It's going to be a film. So what? Who's that? How are they? How are they going to do that? I do not know how they're going to get a hedgehog <laughs> to be Sonic in a film. I don't know what's going on, but I do know. I think it's going to be out next year. I think. Yeah. Uh, James Marsden, uh, who was in Westworld, he was also Cyclops in the X Men. X Men. Yep. Will be in it. Jack Black, uh, Owen Wilson. Oh wow! So you can already see it's, it's not going to be that that heavy. It's no, gonna be, it's going to be comedy, isn't it? You know, yeah. But, I wonder if they're going to be like rings that people just start plucking. Yeah, it's just like Mr. And um, they've got to have Mr. Robotnik, right? Oh, Dr. Robotnik. Dr. Robotnik, yeah. And, and small legs. Yeah, exactly. They've got oh, to. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure. I, they could make Dr. Robotnik female and get Sharon from EastEnders. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm sorry. Oh, that's I'm so sorry, funny. I'm, I'm so hoping none of these vendors listens to our podcast. I, I think you're, I think we're going to be fine though. Yeah. Oh shit. So, um, um, yeah, that's my news. But you know what? I've just got to ask you. Um, so films that are games that are turned into films, historically, they haven't done really well though, right? No, no, no. I mean, they hit and miss. I mean, yeah. they, I mentioned Resident Evil before. I mean, that's probably the the most successful video game to, to movie conversion it's you know there's five five or six or, or something yeah, like that yeah from 2002 i think the most recent one came out about two three years ago yeah and all by uh, mila jojovic the yeah. same actress same I mean, actress that's that's a, a, an achievement i think <laughs> to make five films yeah I, I think that's great yeah so but yeah we'll see how it turns yeah we'll see how it turns, how it turns <laughs> it's gonna be funny it's gonna be great uh any other any other little that's my lot that's your that's lot. lot yeah okay well i think that's quite a lot Okay, so moving on now, I just thought we'd focus in on, quickly just go through the box office top 10. Okay. I, I do look forward to this part, you know, because I, I'm always, I'm always interested, interested to find out where people are, who's moved up, who's moved down, who's come in. So uh, yeah, let's, let's, go, let's go for this. Let, let's go for it. So on at number 10 is on Chesil Beach. Hmm. Chesil Beach. Chesil Beach. Okay. I mean... uh, starring Saoirse Ronan. And okay. I haven't seen this, have you? I haven't seen or heard of this film until now. Okay, so listeners, please send in your review of mm. On Chisel Beach. But Saoirse Ronan's a really good actress. She's Oscar nominated. I don't know if she won an Oscar for uh, the film that came out was it last year. The, na- the name escapes me, but uh, Butterfly, Ladybird, <laughs> Butterfly. <laughs> is it Lady Same Bird, thing. I think. <laughs> no, it's Ladybird. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. And she I... was in Hannah from uh, 2011, oh, I think. Yes, which is like a. 
She was like a like a teenaged uh, born type character, which was really good. She will take you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and it's got Hella in that as well. Oh my. I've been thinking of her name in the background. It's like, you know, you know when you on your on your computer when you had something working in the background, a little yeah. spinning circle thing? That's happening to me right now. What? I will, I'm not going to look on Google. No. It's got to come naturally. It's going to, yeah. by osmosis, it's just going to come in through <laughs> to our brain. Okay, so number number nine, this is a, an Indian film. This is a Bollywood film and it's called Vire, The Wedding. I like haven't seen it. Wedding, but, <laughs> like like Mir- Mir- <laughs> Yeah, but set in India. Okay. Um, so I haven't seen it. So if you've if you have seen the film and you'd like to share a review, please do. We'd really appreciate it, and we'll read it on the show. Yep. On at eight is again. I mean, I can't believe this is still in the UK top ten. It's Blade Runner, the final cut. Oh wow! Still there. It's still going strong, and that just shows you just how popular, yeah. how embedded in the subconscious this is in in you know in the psych of people's minds. So um, it's still there at number eight. I think it's a great film. You've seen it. I think a lot yep. of people have seen it and, it, and it's, it's, it's great. Okay, so number seven, I Feel Pretty. Mm. You look it as well. Cheers. Cheers, bro. <laughs> number six, Show Dogs. Show Dogs. No, no. I don't like dogs. I haven't seen it. So I think we're going to get, we're going to need the help of our, our listeners out there for a lot of these films. Uh, number five is Book Club. Oh, that's the film with Diane Keaton and all those ladies. It's like a loose women type film, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. Listen, look, I, I don't have a problem watching these films. It's just that I just haven't had the time this week to watch <laughs> any of these films. Um, so, ladies and gents, please do send in a review of these films. Uh, number four is Sherlock Gnomes. Sherlock Gnomes, number four. It's still in there. You know what, I might have to just watch this film because this <laughs> film has been hanging around for a while. I might have to. Hang on a second. Didn't you say that about the potato peel papaya society? <laughs> I'm moving on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So at number three is is one of our favourites this year is Avengers Infinity War. Okay. Okay. Number three. It's, it's, it's still in there. I love that. Yeah. I saw it again this week, by the way. So Well, exa- that's why it's at number three. Yeah. Uh, sitting at number two comfortably is Deadpool 2. Oh, okay. Deadpool 2, number two. Okay. Good. Good. It's taking a lot of money. Uh, it's doing really well in America. Oh, sorry. Just going back, just reverse a bit. Avengers Infinity War, I think worldwide has taken 1.9 billion. Are you serious? Or is it? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's, it is, it's going to be, it's going to hit 2 billion worldwide. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, So number, so number two was Deadpool 2 and number one, the UK's box office is Solo, a Star Wars story. Do you know what? I thought Solo might have slipped. So when you said when you said number two, I, I thought you were going to say solo, but yeah, I guess it's the freshest film. Maybe it's going to have a second wind. Uh, we did our review on that, so you can catch that on on uh, on YouTube, on on uh, Anchor, iTunes, all 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 our all our all our services. You can catch our review on that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. I mean, yeah, like you said, we went in depth on on this film, and um, you know, I think we gave it like kind of like six or six and a half six out of ten, half. right? Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that's what it is. I'm not sure if it's going to be in the top 10, uh, you know, the next, uh, sorry, you know, I don't think it's going to be number one, you know, next week or the week after, but I doubt it. We'll see. Because obviously Jurassic, yeah, Jurassic World. Yeah, is, is, that'll is, be number one for sure. That'll be number one, right? Yeah. Okay. So that's the UK's box office top 10. I just thought we'd also mention or something that we could have and uh, talk about is what's out on Blu-ray. Mm. And, and I know you've got, a, you've mentioned that there is a film that you want to speak about on Blu-ray. So yeah, what's there's, that? There's a couple, a couple of good films. Uh, one's new, one's a classic. The first one is The Black Panther. 
But yeah, Black Panther is going to be released on DVD. Uh, it was in the cinema for ages, literally. It done uh, really well in the box office. Yeah. Everyone saw it. I know a lot of people that saw it on multiple occasions. It broke records. It's a really good film, uh, family film, action film, yeah. Marvel film, sci-fi film, uh, you know, historic film, heritage film, the whole yeah. lot. But it's a really, really good film. I, yeah. I reckon, if you've seen it or not, go and get the DVD. Yeah, just do it because it's, yeah. it's, it's a brilliant piece of entertainment. Exactly. It's going to have all the extra, you know, bloopers and the the commentary and all the bits and bobs that Blu-ray has. So I think it's worth getting for that. We know all the additional shots that didn't make the final cut. So yeah, I'm going to get it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, just to kind of like, you know, briefly mention this, a lot of people thought that this film wouldn't run. Like, so a lot of people were like, oh my God, is this film really going to do well? Is yeah. it going uh, to relate to people? Because like, you know, it's an all black cast. Mm. But but boy, did it just kind of like smash those barriers. Yeah, it did. I think it, I think it's a good example of, you know, it, uh, making a film that the people want. Also a film that's different to what's out there already. And I think the film didn't shove, you know, the premise of what you just said, the cast and so on, didn't shove it down people's throats. No. It just, you know, told the film, told the story and people could relate to it uh, and enjoy it. So, yeah. yeah. So good. for me, this is a round of applause to Marvel. There you go. Marvel, keep doing it. Okay, so what else is out? Another one, uh, a blast from the past. And I'm going to start it like this. The Twilight Zone. Oh, the yes. Twilight Zone. Some people are thinking, what is this guy doing? What is Listen, I know exactly it? what you're talking about. It's, it's a classic. <laughs> the it Twilight is. Zone for me is one of the most classic sci-fi storytelling. Yeah, that's it. Classic sci-fi storytelling at its greatest. With, with kind of like an edge, right? Yes, with an edge. I mean, the stories were different every week. And I, I remember one story, we'll go into the details of it, but one story... Uh, a classic story. One of my favorite uh, Twilight Zone episodes is where a guy wakes up in hospital and uh, he looks around and you know everyone he can't see everyone's faces or something like that. And uh, he everyone has I think everyone's faces are some sort of animal oh. or something like that. Yeah, and his face is like like us human. Yeah, and he thinks that the world is gone crazy. Everyone's, everyone's got these animal faces, but what he doesn't know is that he's the... He's the one who looks weird. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And there's also another episode, just really quickly, sorry guys, of a, of a, of a, like a hostage situation. No, not a hostage. Well, like a prisoner of war type thing. So it's a space story. Uh, this guy is captured by the enemy. He's put into a cell with a lady and uh, they're both human. And... Uh, they they, 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 you know, they're in the cell for a few weeks or whatever it may be. They take the lady away now and again. They yeah. torture her. They bring her back into the room. Every time they bring her back, she's turning alien each time. Each oh time, wow! Each time, each time. See, that's and dark. That's that's like exactly. And she, 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 she basically gets information from him that will help them to, you know, take over his forces. And right at the end, he says to her, "Don't worry, don't worry. You'll always be human." And she's like, "No." You don't understand. They're not changing me to an alien. They're changing me back. <laughs> it was wicked. Oh, yeah, that's deep. That was wicked. But I mean, yeah, Twilight yeah. Zone. I, I love Great. that. I mean, and <clears throat> I mean, this show has been going on for a while now. I think it's from the fifties, fifties or sixties, and and uh, that that music is just kind of iconic. But the one thing that I will just quickly say is, I remember watching Twilight Zone the movie. Mm. There was, I think, it's John Lithgow. He's, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's in it. He's taking a plane 
to somewhere and he's not feeling great. He's coughing, it's raining outside and, you know, there's lots of lightning and he looks outside the window and he sees this figure, this thing, right? And I tell you one thing that sh- I shat my pants. Like when I watched that film, because it was yeah, brilliant. Yeah. So um, on the wing, wasn't it? On the wing, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's like really creepy thing. Yeah. So if you can watch, if you can catch the Twilight Zone, ladies and gents, just watch it by it. They won't be upset, right? It's got so many little gems. Oh, the, yeah. the episodes, oh, they, they got brilliant. One hundred percent. Okay, brilliant. So what else is out on uh, streaming? On streaming, uh, well, coming out or out now? That's, well, um, that's the difference. <laughs> come, sorry. Coming, coming, coming out. out. Okay, I've got to say it. I mean, I don't know. My, my niece and nephew call me it and <laughs> or him. I don't know why, but uh, when I wear my hoodie. <laughs> but uh, June 22nd, yeah. which is two weeks from now. Yeah. 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 Luke Cage, season two. So, I mean, I've got to say one thing. I'm a huge fan of the obviously... We're, we're big fans of Marvel, the cinematic universe, but also what they do on the small screen with Netflix, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and what they did with Luke Cage. I think for me, uh, when it came to Iron Fist, mm. it, it 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 wasn't the same quality, but I'm still happy that we had that. Yeah, more, more like a clay fist, wasn't it? It wasn't really, iron. <laughs> it wasn't really the Iron Fist, was it? <laughs> but I'm so glad that they, they're bringing out Luke Cage too. So do you know anything like what we're going to see? Like it, how much of a continuation is it of the story? Yeah, I mean... I tend to, obviously, like, I love Luke Cage. I love all of what you just said. And yeah. Even though I, even though it's my job to know, I kind of sometimes hold things back because sure. I, I don't want to know too much, but right. I do know a bit. I mean, what I do know so far is, yeah, it's a continuation. Uh, like everyone in Harlem knows Luke Cage. He's a superstar. People right. look up to him. He's a role model for the people. He's yeah. an icon, you know, because of, of what he'd done previously in season one. Uh, but he's still got to get paid. <laughs> No, this guy needs a job. <laughs> so uh, he, I think in the comics, it's, it's called Heroes for Hire, right. which is Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Not sure if Iron Fist is going to be in it, but I know Luke Cage has to literally make a living through fighting crime yeah. in the neighborhood. So I believe a part of the series is going to be following that. But uh, he's also going to have obviously have villains yep. that are going to you know be difficult for him. So I think the villain that is going to be in Luke Cage season two will have similar powers to him from what I understand. Wow. But I think he's even going to be a bit more powerful. Okay. So he's going to, from what I've seen so far, he can fight. I think he's also got impenetrable uh, skin as well. Yeah. And he's a badass. So that's going to be a bit tough for him. It's gonna, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Because he hasn't met, he hasn't met his match, has he yet? Not or? really. Not, not in that respect. No, he hasn't. No, no, no. I'm really looking forward to that. So that's what, uh, June the 22nd, that's right? right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And another thing that I kind of uh, was reading is coming out is um, on Netflix uh, in June is Sense8, which is the final, I I keep thinking it's a final season, but apparently it's not. It's just kind of like a a feature length uh, episode, like, you know, say say for example, a feature length film. And this will wrap up the whole series. And this is a big deal because uh, listeners, you might have been, you might be aware of this, but when Sense8 first came out, it was really, really, really liked. And for some reason, it was cancelled. Mm, yeah. Netflix just said, look, we don't have the numbers to justify a full-blown season two. So it was in limbo. And then after fan pressure, they made a season two. Okay. They made a season two of only, it must have been about five or six episodes. Is that it? Yeah. Because, because Netflix was saying, look, you know, we don't have the budget. Yeah. 
but they wanted to do it justice. And then that second season that finished and then they said, well, look, look, we don't have any money for another five or six episodes or a full kind of like 12 episode run. We're going to do a future feature length episode. Mm. So this is it. This is going to be the end of the Sensei. And I've got to say, there are so many different characters in that show. It's really interesting. And it's, it's, it's a bit trippy. It's, it deals with so many kind of like themes, like identity okay. of, of, you know, what it means to kind of like be alive in today's okay. world. So it's, there's so many good things in there. And obviously there's loads of action and it's brought to us by the Wachowski. I think, oh. I think they're now the Wachowski sisters. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, so remember from the Matrix, yeah, 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 yeah. the Wachowski brothers. So oh, I, they're sisters now, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think they are. I'll, I'll double check, and if mm. I if I've got this wrong, please forgive me, and I'll I'll, I'll kind of <laughs> correct that in the next episode. Yeah, but I mean, it, you know, so it comes from people who know their 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 sci-fi, who yeah, know their action yeah, and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. it's definitely really good. Oh, so well, I have to see it. Yeah. Anything else, or was that? Mm, I think that could have been our lot. Okay. Yeah. I think there's going to, you know, there's more. There'll be more coming. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Keep it locked. The one film that I'm really interested to speak about is a film called Old Boy. Now, Old Boy is a remake of a Korean film called Old Boy. And this this remake was directed by Spike Lee. Yeah, that's right. Starring Josh Brolin. Yeah. And I've got to say, it can't touch the original. Okay. It just cannot touch the original. Fair play to Spike Lee for seeing this movie and thinking, you know what, I'm going to remake it, but I'm sorry, no. Mm. When you have a film like Old Play, uh, Old Play, (laughs) (laughs) Old Boy, you better well make sure that you do the film properly. Because (laughs) for me, Old Boy, back in 2008, uh, was a film, or 2006, was a film which I absolutely loved and adored. And it's a really, really dark film. Yeah. Right, it's a classic, isn't it? It is a classic yeah. film. So a man who gets kidnapped, he gets taken away, and he gets locked up in not a cell in a room for fifteen years, wow. and then is released and has three days to find out who did it and why. How's that for a film premise? That's crazy. I want to go and see it now. How is that for a film premise? And in those fifteen years, all he has is a TV. So he all he has is a TV, and this person, right, it watches TV all day. He eats dumplings all day, and um, he finally gets released. And after the fifteen years, this guy can fight. Can he? Oh, he's yeah, because the 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 fight scene in the film that uh, has been replicated a few times, hasn't it? The corridor fight scene. It was replicated. Uh, Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah, TV scene. Yeah, I I love that. I love that fight scene, but. When you watch kind of the one take, because yeah, yeah, in yeah. Old Boy, the original, uh, they, they do it as a one take and it is absolutely amazing. So the reason why I mentioned this is don't worry about the Josh Brolin one. Watch that afterwards. Watch the original Old Boy. Yeah. And hopefully that's on Netflix as well. And finally, we got to mention Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's on Netflix now, isn't it? That yeah, is on Netflix. Yeah. So, I mean, um, I love this movie. You love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. This, it's funny. Yeah, great film. Great film. At the moment on Netflix, there are a few Marvel films, actually. I think Civil War is still there for a while. I think that's, that's coming off soon, but Civil War's on there. Deadpool's Man. on there. Uh, I think that could be on there as well. Ragnarok's on there. So, yeah, there, there are a few Marvel films on there. So get your Marvel fix on. Yeah. While you can, because yeah. as you know, Disney are going to start their rival streaming service. Yes, they are. So they'll take all of that oh away. Gosh. 
I know it, it, it's a shame. So I wonder if Luke Cage and all all the yeah once the, once the streaming service comes out, then I think they're going to take everything off and just say bye. Damn it! If you want to watch it, you got to pay for it. So there's going to be another streaming service that we're yeah, going to have to pay for. Yeah. Uh, now, the anniversary corner. Oh, anniversary! The anniversary corner. Ooh. What has uh, yeah. Doctor Deval got in the anniversary corner? The duck has got the anniversary <laughs> corner on lock. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, so I've actually got a few. I'm going to run through a few uh, anniversary films. Yeah. And uh, yeah, to see what the people think. Sure. Uh, 10 years, 10 years this year. So 2008, this film came out and kicked off the Marvel Cinema- Cinematic Universe. I've got to throw in a Marvel film. You Sorry. got to, you, but, you uh, have to. Iron Man. <laughs> Iron Man, still a great film to this day. In many people's top five, still to this day. Kicked off the Marvel Cin- Cinematic Universe, as I said. Still a great film. Very relevant. Effects were great. Acting was great. And uh, yeah, definitely and, one to watch. Yeah, and, and it just makes me think, imagine if that film flopped, would would we have seen all the others? Maybe not. Oh, God. Maybe Marvel would be the DC. Yeah. And DC might have got it right. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but I mean, wow, what... And you know what I really love about this? They kind of put faith in Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, because he, he came out of quite a sunken place. <laughs> yeah. And he? yeah, and Dark he just place. basically turned everything around. Like he's Tony Stark. Yeah. L- yeah, yeah let's yeah. let's just no one else can be Iron Man after him. Yeah. Like retire he, that shirt straight away. The the beard and everything, the way he's speaking. But I gotta hand it to the writers as well. Yeah. Like yeah, writing yeah. a film like that and yeah. coming up with those lines. Um and obviously Robert Downey Jr. for making it what it is. Yeah. But you're forgetting this is an Oscar nominated actor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. True. Chaplin was it. Chaplin. And, yeah. So he's got the you know, he's got the, yeah, the goods to yeah, deliver. Yeah. He he can definitely do it. So sure I was has. really surprised. So wow, that's ten years. Ten years ago. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't seem like it. And next on the list, uh fifteen years, it's five years earlier. Yeah. Kill Bill Volume One. Oh I mean, my god. We could actually talk all day about this one, but we won't have we, time. We can't we don't Kill have time. Bill Volume One. When I first saw that film, I mean the music, the acting, the cinematography, the fight scenes, you know, the the, the, the dojo fight scene with, with Uma Thurman and all those, the, the, all those the crazy, guys. Yeah, the crazy, the crazy 88. The crazy 88. I mean, and then when it goes black and white and, ah, oh, I mean, where do you start? It's just got so many fantastic bits in that film and... Come on. Come on. This is like, if you haven't seen Kill Bill... Like, I don't know what, get your finger out yeah. and just like kind of stream it, watch it, yeah, whatever, whatever yeah. you got to do, just it's watch on Netflix. it. It's on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people kind of, der- not, I wouldn't say derided, but a lot of people were like, oh, Kill Bill volume two. It's kind of mm-hmm. like really, it's slower because after watching the first yeah, one, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you got to remember Tarantino made this as one film. Yes, exactly. You got to see it as one. You got to see it as yeah. one film, yeah. but the studios uh, like Harvey Weinstein and, uh, you know, or, or like Miramax, I think it was yeah, Miramax at yeah. the time or whatever. They said, no, look, we've got to separate the films. Mm. No one's going to sit there for five hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is clever. And also marketing and financially, it's the right thing to do. So I, I, I thought that was really, really great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Kill yeah, Bill. 15 years, yeah. Wow. So, uh, and then we go to 20 years. What have we got? 20 years, you know. Wow. <laughs> American History X. Oh my <laughs> god! I, this film. Do you know what? Can you imagine if this film was released now? Oh. I mean, just this film. I mean, 
for Edward Norton is he's gangster in this film. The he's way crazy. he beefs up, the way he becomes the character. Yeah. He's a bit of a nutter. Yeah. But he's a nutter in plain sight. Sure. And his younger brother who, you know, is different and Edward Furlong. Edward Furlong from Terminator Two, yeah. He's just looking up to him and you know, it's just you you kind of see this the journey yeah. from, you know, you often see the the results of a nutter because the nutter presents themselves as a nutter. Yeah. But you don't see the journey of a nutter from a, a regular person. Regular guy. And that's yeah. the interesting thing about it. A lot of these nutters, sometimes their nutterness, something like that, was that a word? <laughs> their, their craziness yeah. derives from a a relatable reason, relatable facts. Yeah. Something happens in their life that we can relate to that turns them into a nutter. Mm. But yeah, a great film. Oh, come on. Like filmed in black. Is, is it black and white? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or some bits of it. I remember it being in black I and white. I remember it being in black and white, yeah. And there's there's one thing, because I, I remember when I, uh, when I, when I bought the DVD, again, bought the DVD, I was like crazy about these, <laughs> these, these things. So I remember watching the, uh, the DVD and apparently, and I read an article about it as well. The director, who's a British guy, actually. He and Edward Norton, they clashed. Did they? They clashed. Edward Norton's quite a clashy person. I hear that he clashes a lot. They clashed. And what happened was that it got to the point where the director was locked out of the film where he couldn't, he he didn't have any say in the editing of the film. Edward Norton batted him up? Basically, yeah. Oh my gosh. Because at the time, I think Edward Norton was a big guy. Well, he was, he was a yeah, big yeah, actor guess, back then, yeah, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, he must have been, yeah. So I remember reading the article and the article was written by the director of um, American History X. I've got, to, I've got to try and find it and forward it to you. It is brilliant. And he talks about how the Hollywood system basically shut him out of his own movie. What? And yeah, and then out of it came American History X. And I got to say, wow, I mean, it's, it's a fantastic movie. I yeah. love it. So many themes yeah. in there. There's that scene. Remember that scene where he puts a guy's mouth on the curb? On the curb and he just oh, cracks his skull. On. Oh, it's it's crazy, gosh. but then but then didn't you just love the transformation? Yeah, you know, from going to this kind of like this bigot, this racist, yeah, yeah, yeah. to this guy who's like he sees the error of his ways. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I thought that was amazing. Which happens, when it happens, it's really good to see that because I mean, no one's perfect, but it's you know everyone makes mistakes. mistakes exactly. Unfortunately, the mistake that he makes is grave. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know, it, you know, it results in kind of like some you know some yeah. bad shit going yeah. down. But yeah. I mean. You know, it is a brilliant piece of filmmaking. It is. Yeah. Was that, was that it or? No, I've got. Wow. I'll fly through the rest. But, Please. Uh, 25 years, last action hero. Oh my God. I remember <laughs> when I watching this. this film, I was like, what? I mean, Schwarzenegger, massive star. But I was, I was laughing my way through this film because yeah. so many things happened. I mean, last action hero is a comedy. It's like the, uh, there's a boy who watches Love Cinema, a bit like us. Yeah. And he gets a golden ticket that allows him to go into the into film. Into the movies, yeah. And when he goes into the film, he's like the only woke person <laughs> in the film and everyone else is playing their role. So the action hero does his thing, you know, saves the day, yeah. never gets shot. If he gets shot, it's a flesh wound. <laughs> or, you know, if, you know, when things are happening, the police don't turn up. And, yeah. You know, little things like that. And it's all these movie signature things that happen that you think you know, why, why doesn't this happen? Why did police not turn up? Or why is it when someone gets dirty, you know, a second later, they're clean. They're all clean. <laughs> yeah. Know, it's just like so many silly things and it's all explored in the film. It's and great. Who, um, sorry, forgive me. Charles Dance. Charles Dance. I knew what you were going to say. Yeah, he was a baddie. He was Lord Tywin. Yeah, exactly. Tywin Lannister yeah, is in exactly. it. He's a baddie in yeah, this as well. Yeah. Bloody hell. So many funny scenes. It's worth a watch. With his eye. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, no, I, I mean, I remember watch. watching it in, yeah, back in 93 and uh, I love the whole premise. <laughs> Like going in, literally, because yeah. when you watch a film, you you get, do get sucked yeah, into movies. Yeah, and this yeah. kid, he literally goes into yeah. the movie. Yeah, and he's he's shouting at them, saying, "Why are you doing this? Why is this? Why is that?" And there's 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 the scene where they go to the police station, and it's a classic like shouty black man as the captain. Yeah, and it's like it's it's just the thing that happens in in, it's like, in movies. Yeah, exactly. And it's yeah, like, it's just the way they play to it. It's great. It it's is. Just, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm actually gonna watch that again. Actually, it's a good film. It yeah. comes on on. Uh, the Sony channel or something, which is on uh, Freeview here yeah. in the UK, but it's on TV all the time. These okay, days, so I'm gonna track it down it. again. Yeah. yeah, brilliant. Okay, thirty years coming to America. You get mm. shut the I front to, door. I had to do it. I had to do it. I had to do it. Coming to America, thirty years. Thirty man. I mean, come years. On. Thirty years. That's 80, eighty-eight. Is it? I think eighty-eight. I mean, come on, man. Come on, 30 years. The royal penis is clean. <laughs> I mean, uh, come on. Yeah, like, just, I mean, ev- everyone's seen that film. It's a classic. It's, it's probably one of Eddie Murphy's greatest films, favourite films. Yeah, it's what he's well known for as well. Yeah. And do you Arsenio think, Hall as well. Arsenio Hall. At the time, massive. Do you think that now is the time for him to do a remake? Or not a remake, but or like coming to, or it should be like going to yeah. Zamunda. Some, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, do you know what? That's an interesting concept yeah, right interesting where concept. he he's because he spent so yeah, much time in america yeah, he's yeah. literally become an american yeah, now exactly. and he's like yeah. they gotta go back to zamunda because he's someone, now the king yeah he, maybe he can bring kevin hart there or something and <laughs> you know i don't know <laughs> no, 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 no. i'd but, love uh, to see i'd love to see eddie murphy like do more films yeah yeah he's got a lot of kids to support so i think he needs to god tell me about it and when i say i'd love for him to do more films i don't mean like kind of the nutty professor type of mm. movies i want to see kind of like the stuff that you know the edgy stuff like i think yeah, bowfinger yeah, yeah. was like okay. one film that i really loved okay. of his and come on eddie yeah. do some more man bring it back bring, bring it, back. it back okay so 35 years wow another one of his films actually trading places oh yeah so that's another classic i mean who wouldn't want to trade places now and again you oh know? So. god man what a film and john landis <laughs> yeah 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 who brought us um thriller thriller american wealth in land uh, american yeah. wealth in london yeah yeah so Beverly Hills Cop, he did, I think he did Beverly Hills Cop 3. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got this brilliant relationship with, um, with Eddie there. And it's, it is a classic 80s film. Classic film. Classic film. I mean, even a week ago or so, I was talking to someone I and mean, the, the film came up trading places and I said, yeah. oh, would you actually do that? I was like, yeah, do you know what? I'll try it for a day just to see what things are like. Yeah. Just to see, like, walk into a shop. No one looks at me. I just do what <laughs> I want to do, you know? No eyes and people yeah. sit next to me on the tube, you know. <laughs> it's brilliant, <laughs> and it was and, and it was it was kind of like so raw as well because look, you had this 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 loud like yeah. Eddie Murphy, one of the loudest characters that you could get, but oh, yeah, like yeah. you know, in in eighties America, black, yeah. who kind of like he gate crashes the white party, yeah. like you know he becomes like a senior figure <laughs> at the company. Yeah. I've forgotten Randolph and and Mortimer. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're back. That was coming to, to America. America. Yeah. That, was, that was a brilliant nod. Yeah. So um, it was just brilliant seeing these guys and then they how they flip flip mm, the table mm, on, yeah, on, on yeah, these guys. Yeah, so yeah. For, for a kind of take on on a bit of 80s Americana uh, and just seeing kind of like what it was like, you know, because there's, there's, some, there's some scenes in there where you see, right, there's some like poor parts, like mm. he goes into the bar and like, mm. you know, he sees yeah. kind of working class people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's brilliant, man. Great film. One to watch. 35 yeah. years. Wow. Take you back. Take you back. And that's my list for today, actually. Brilliant for list, Val. Thanks. Thanks for reminding me of those ones. De nada.
Okay, so uh, talking of Denada, talking of Spanish, um, oh, okay. I want to mention a film that I saw recently. Uh, well, I want to review a film actually. It's called El Bar. El Bar. Which translate to English as The Bar. Oh, The Bar? <laughs> the Bar. Okay. <laughs> so this is a film I picked up on, uh, I mean, I can't even say picked up because you know how you would go to a video store and no, you say, oh, I picked pick up a film. No. Yeah, no. So this is a film that I saw on uh, Netflix uh, a couple of days ago. It was made in 2017 and directed mm. by a Spanish director called Alex de la Iglesia. Oh. Alex of the Church. Oh, yes. What a name. What a name. So it's made in 2017 and it's um, shot and filmed entirely in Madrid. So I set in Madrid oh, okay. and I did not know anything about this movie. I was literally just flicking through something to watch yeah. on a Friday night. And I thought, okay, you know what? I'm going to watch this. It's got a, kind of like had about 78% okay. percentage on, on Netflix. Put it on. And i got to tell you one thing. What I loved about this movie was the way it starts it does not waste time in mm. the pacing of introducing the different characters. Okay. So it starts off with the camera following a singleton. She's talking to a friend on the phone. She's setting up a date with someone who is, and she's going to meet this person, this date in a bar. And it cuts to a person who is talking on the phone to his wife and, you know, he's having uh, marital problems. And then it cuts to a lady who's a gang, uh, a, a gambler. So she's desperate for some money. So what happens is within the first 25 minutes, you're introduced to all the different characters of the film. You know exactly who they are, where they're going and what they're like. But most importantly, you or I, I wanted to know what happens to them. So that was kind of really, really kind of interesting for me. So you have about six people, six characters. They all end up in this bar and... They start ordering food. You start listening to the conversations, and suddenly, one of the 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 people in the in, in the bar goes out and gets blown away. gets gets wow. shot. What gets shot? And so another person from the bar goes out to try and help. He gets killed as well. So what? shit is going down in the city of Madrid, and these people in the bar they are in the hub of it. They are right there in the thick of what's going on. And then before you know it, police are on the scene. There's a fire. And what what's basically what, what's happened is we don't know why, but the police are targeting the, the seven people in the bar. Oh. Yes. So the movie plays out as a kind of, right, okay, why why is the police after us? What have we done? So then you've got this kind of interaction with all the different characters, like, you know, who are you? What are you doing? You know, where do you come from? Why did, why, why did the police want to kill us? And it turns into this kind of thriller, this comedy of survival. How do we get out? And eventually, I mean, I'm not going to like obviously spoil it for people out there because, I, you know, I want you I want you definitely to go watch it and I want others out, to, out there to see it as well. It, it, it turns into a film of survival. Wow. So from from going from this kind of this comedy of about meeting different types of people in society, working class people, upper class people, but when the shit goes down, mm. you better be ready. <laughs> you better be ready. And you know, there's a major cover up going on. We still I, I'm not gonna tell you why the police are trying to kill these people, but let's just put it this way. Uh one of the people within the seven has a secret. Okay. And the police need to keep that secret. 
they don't need they, they don't want that secret out okay okay so they have to start taking people out yeah. and the way they do it and what happens with the group and how the group crumbles mm. is absolutely fantastic so it's kind of like you know it, it, there's a commentary on kind of like you know status in society how people look down on people because there's, mm. there's like a vagabond there, there's like a tramp in, okay. in in the group as well so it's like people treat him like shit and they think he's an idiot but really he turns out to be one of the kind of cleverest ones um so yeah it's, it's it's a really interesting film it's really funny it's only about an hour and a half something that you can put on i mean i love foreign films anyway yeah subtitles doesn't matter to me um so watching it was was really good and it was surprisingly it was funny mm, so cool. um that's one of the films that i would definitely recommend another one which i'd like to kind of talk about is i saw this the other day i think it was on wednesday was 2001 a space odyssey wow 2001 a space odyssey and I, and i think this is like it's in in the top i think it's in the uk top 20 at the moment so this is a re-release you know it's been 50 years since the, since this film came out wow. and uh i have to tell you the first time that i saw this film was when i was like about 15 or 16 years old and i gotta tell you it went over my head mm, okay yeah, like yeah. i watched the first 25 minutes of it and i was like what the hell is this yeah, yeah. it's just just too much for me yeah right and then i think probably like 10 or 15 years later after that i saw it on tv or something and i started watching it and maybe i got past like say 35 minutes this yeah. time but you know what it was still over yeah. my head and it, when i found out that it was being released i was like you know what i have to watch this film properly mm. i'm older i kind of see things differently now so maybe i'm gonna get you know something out of this film so uh so 2001 a space odyssey uh, made in 1968 directed by stanley kubrick stanley kubrick and written in conjunction with a scientist called Arthur C. Clarke. Oh, is that a fact? Yeah. So as they were okay. making the film, Arthur C. Clarke yeah. had a lot of input in this. And he also wrote a book as well called mm. 2001 A Space okay. Odyssey. Okay. So it was kind of like, you know, a joint thing produced by Stanley, Stanley Kubrick. And Stanley Kubrick has, had made like films like Full Metal Jacket, mm. you know, okay. classic yeah. director, The Shining, yeah. 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 Eyes Wide Shut most recently okay. with Tom yeah. Cruise yeah. and Nicole Kidman. So he's kind of like, you know, in in the world of film, Stanley Kubrick is this master. Yeah. Okay. So I I started watching this movie, and I, and after I watched it, I just thought to myself, right, how am I going to re review this movie? Because it is visually, it's absolutely stunning. Mm -hmm. It's more of a visual journey for someone to watch rather than I can just tell you, right, this is what happens. This is this is plot you know this is point a this yeah, is point b yeah. and this is point c so the way i'm going to look at it is like this i could sit here and say to you devout watch it it's directed by stanley kubrick and it's got 50 years worth of history people have written about it people have made documentaries about it people have kind of made uh, created theories about this but i'm not going to say that what i'm going to say is if you have or if you are at a stage in your life where you can sit down and watch a movie where there's very little dialogue where not a lot happens, but there are subliminal messages within this movie. Or if you're, if, if you can watch a film where you have to do a lot of thinking, then I would say watch this film because okay. it is broken down into three parts. Okay. So it starts off with uh, the first stage. Uh, the, the first part of the movie is, is, is I think it's called like the dawn of man. Mm. So what happens is it starts off with, a version of man which is still kind of like half ape 
and, and, and mo- moving into the kind of realm of you know being able to stand up and not and being able to communicate so you see this um somewhere on earth you know uh you see these apes living together you see them being attacked by another group of apes so they're territorial and amidst this there's a massive monolith that appears one night when i was watching this film i just thought this is this is madness like what the hell is going on like there's no dialogue there's just like you know an absolutely mesmerizing score and there's this monolith that turns up and you know you've got the apes they start uh, touching it and it's from this moment the ape or our ancestors have processed something and have started to think Mm. so by touching the monolith Mm. by seeing this monolith they are then now on this journey to self-discovery and it then helps these apes to use weapons Mm, and evolve and evolve yeah okay there's a a really iconic scene where the apes they kill another ape using a, a, a bone and the ape throws the the bone in the air and then as the uh, the bone is being thrown into the air you cut to a scene in space where man now has evolved so much you know they've created weapons from that bone which was the first weapon to now like kind of like a space weapon so then this is kind of like the second part of the movie where we learn about okay what what has man achieved how how people have evolved so this film kind of poses the question that there's been such a massive leap and it's because of, not because of, but th- this monolith has something to do with it. And it instigated the self-discovery of apes, which would then lead into so many other advancements. That's so genius. So, so far you're with me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listeners, I hope you're, still, I hope you're with me on this one. <laughs> it does get interesting. So we're on the space station and the story has now kind of moved from from us being apes into us being colonizers of space. We are masters of new technology and the vision that Stanley Kubrick had. I thought this is like the special effects are amazing and how he's able to show just how advanced people are now and the link between the dawn of man into kind of like, you know, the the age that, you know, is is there right now, I thought was was absolutely fantastic. So the story then progresses in that a mission is is created because another monolith oh. has been discovered. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So we had the monolith in, you know, where the ape, which the ape saw, and now another monolith. And through the story, we realize that that monolith has been on the planet for millions of years Mm. so they do like a a carbon carbon dating Mm. so clearly there is a link between the monolith from what we saw in the first part of the movie to what we're seeing right now and then the film jumps from that point once they discover the monolith the film quickly jumps 18 months into the future and now there is a mission to discover where the monolith has come from and this is kind of like where you get to the main drama of, of, of the film here. So you've got two members of the crew and you have a an artificial intelligence called Hal. Mm. And I, when I was watching this film, I, I likened Hal to, uh, do you remember David from uh, Aliens? Aliens. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I tell you what, I just I just thought I was just listening yep. to um, uh, Michael. Prometheus, Prometheus, sorry. Pr- yeah, Prometheus, yeah. yeah. I, I thought I was just listening to to Michael Fassbender. Like you can clearly see the kind of link between that David and this Hal. For sure. 
And you know, when you watched Prometheus and you watched Alien Covenant, you knew there was something sinister. Well, I always got the feeling that David was sinister. Yeah. Same thing with Hal. Hal is like kind of like one step ahead mm-hmm. of these two space crew members. So they're on a mission to Jupiter to find out where this monolith has come from. And then there's this whole kind of dynamic between the space crew and Hal, the master and the student, who is more intelligent. And there's this brilliant, brilliant struggle in the movie where where Hal takes over. Hal seemingly kind of loses its mind and kills uh, one of the crew members. Oh, wow. Because Hal, unbeknownst to the other crew members, is on a secret mission. Oh, so there's this struggle between man and machine. Yeah. And it, amidst all this struggle, I'm trying to obviously keep it light over here. Amidst all this struggle, the one of the, 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 the crew members, he sees an, another monolith. Oh my. So there are now three monoliths and he he then journeys into the monolith. He goes interstellar. Wow. And you know the scene in um in Interstellar. And, yeah. But you know the scene in Thor Ragnarok? You know where they, um, where Thor... And the Loki. Oh yes, they go through. They 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 go through the uh, the Rainbow Bridge. The, the Rainbow Bridge. The, yeah. And you know what? You can clearly see okay, where they got okay, their. Yes, um, yes. 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 Yeah. Where they got their kind of inspiration from? Yeah. Because this guy goes through the Rainbow Bridge to another dimension. Oh, I've got to see this film again. I, I tell you what, this, see it again. this this film is this is so deep. So the the crew member then you know, goes through the rainbow bridge and he ends up in another place, uh, another dimension, or does he? Mm. These are the questions that you need to kind of ask yourself. He ends up in another dimension and he sees himself, but in the future. He sees himself growing old. He sees himself become, as you, if you want to call it, one with the universe. Oh, wow. And then he, then the film ends with him seeing another monolith. Okay. So I'm not going to kind of speak about what happens to him, but that's something that you'll need to kind of think about and decide upon. But I just want to say one thing. As a piece of filmmaking, it's absolutely visual that you'd be like, wow, how the hell they managed to pull this off in 1968 with those special effects? I thought was absolutely fantastic. It asks so many different questions. For example, who we are, where do we come from? Yeah. Is this such a thing as God? Are we, you know, as humans, are we really in control of things? Are we really moving too fast in terms of technology? You've got all these deep kind of like, you know, questions. And I just thought for its day, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. But like I said before, you have to be in the right frame of mind to watch this because like the first three minutes of the movie is just a black screen. Wow. And just music. Okay. There's the first 20 minutes. uh, There's no dialogue. Are you serious? I'm I'm being serious. Okay. There are okay. so many parts of the movie where there's no dialogue, but it's all visual. Yeah. So this is Stanley Kubrick being a master. This is why they call him like, you know, a master of, of, of film here, where he's just visually just telling the story. And a lot of people will say, oh, you've got to read the book because the book goes into more detail. And I think there was this kind of this conflict between Arthur C. Clarke and uh, Stanley Kubrick where... Stanley was coming from it at a, a visionary kind of way and uh, Arthur C. Clarke was kind of explaining things in a literary way. Yeah. But I think the two go hand in hand. But the intended uh, he intended for this film to be seen and for you to not get it first time. Okay. If you don't get it, that that's what he actually wanted. Oh, wow. Because I think I did 
try and tackle this film, just like you said as well. And I, it didn't really sink in. I, I, I couldn't watch so, it like all those times, but now I kind of see it on, on, a, on a different level. Okay. So if you are not into your sci-fi films, obviously you're not going to watch this, but if you're into your sci-fi films and you just want it, if you want to be like fed, you know, slot A goes into slot B, then uh, don't watch this film. But <laughs> if you want to see a film and think to yourself, well, okay, what is, what is the, why did the director show that image? Why did the, you know, the ape throw the, you know the bone in the air what's that got to do with the future so if you if you if you're happy doing that then i would definitely watch it if not then i'll just say basically just forget about it because there are <laughs> like i said before there are loads of parts in it where no one speaks okay. yeah but for me i just thought yeah this what everyone says about this movie is is absolutely true so i'd say go go out there and watch it Deval, if you can i will definitely thank you that's a really good review actually. thank you yeah i got there in the end <laughs> so what else have we got what, what else are we reviewing well, uh, i did my homework yeah uh, a bit of homework you gave me from last week sure which was to watch they live okay what which, did you uh, think came out in 1988 which actually is 30 years anniversary wow so uh yeah I, i've got to say one thing though just before i continue with the review i need to say massive muchas gracias Senor, thank you very much for, you know, telling me about this film and, and uh, making me do my homework and watch it. This film was great. This film hit me on so many levels that I can't even begin to explain. I'm glad. But I actually am going to begin to explain Please, because I, I have to. Yeah, I want to I hear it. <laughs> yeah, like I said, they live. I mean, the premise is, okay, it's 1988. Uh, it stars uh, an actor, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Uh, he was a wrestler in WWF at the time. Uh, is he an American Scott, I think, or something like that? You're right. Something like that, yeah. Uh, and also stars Keith David or David Keith. can't remember which way it goes, but he's an actor who is uh, probably, you know, I think he drinks from the elixir of youth because he doesn't <laughs> age. Uh, he's been in The Thing. He's been in Chronicles of Riddick. He's been in Something About Mary. Yeah. Great actor. But it stars them two, along with other people as well. Sure. But it's set in uh, America. I'm not sure which states, but yeah, uh, Roddy, Roddy, Piper's, Roddy Rowdy Piper's character, uh, I think his name's Nada, something like that. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's, he's quite, he's, he's like a drifter. Yeah. He comes into the, into this town and he's looking for work, can't find a job, finds a job on the construction site. Sure. And he starts to hear uh, like a church preaching in the, in the background and he's like, he's interested to see what's going on, you know, and uh he investigates and sees that the church isn't really a church. It's just a bunch of speakers and all these, uh, all the messages are coming from speakers and people are sort of listening to it and not, not in the, and they're listening to it. And now and again, it will stop. So he's like, oh, what's going on here? You know, so he investigates, sees what's going on. He's interested, but at the same time, he's got to find work. So he carries on with that. But there, there, there are moments in, in the film where people are watching TV and these people are really glued to the TV and, it's almost like today with like devices and so on. We're all glued to our devices and we just, it's almost like we're, we're you know, we're zombies to these sure. devices and in the media. And we just, slaves. You know, slaves, yeah. And we just, you know, don't know how to think for ourselves and we're kind of just entranced in this, you know, in this technology and the message that is being pumped into our brains. So we see a lot of this throughout the, the beginning of the movie. But there's a moment... Uh, <laughs> 
he, he tries to help this guy. I can't remember what happens, but he tries to help this guy. Uh, the guy's a bit of a down and out kind of guy. Sure. He takes him to an abandoned house and you know lets him sort of rest up there. And he's looking around the abandoned house and he finds these glasses. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and these aren't your like Dolce & Gabbana glasses. Or... Regular, I think they're Ray-Bans. They look like Ray-Bans, like sort of sunglasses. Uh, so he finds a box of them, a yeah. whole box of these glasses and they're hidden away. Yeah. So he's thinking... At first he thought, okay, this is precious. Something I can sell. Yeah. So he takes the box, goes to a, like an alley, thinks, okay, yes, yes, yes. He opens the box and it's just a bunch of glass, all the same glasses, a box full of them. He's thinking, yeah. shit, this is a waste of time. <laughs> I thought I was going to, you know, get something I can sell, make a bit of money or whatever. And he's like, oh, damn. But cleverly still, uh, he just takes one pair of glasses because you know, they look good. Yeah. He's a stylish guy, I guess. So Thanks, let me try them on. <laughs> exactly. So he put, puts on what you puts on one pair of glasses. The rest he puts in the box and hides in the bin somewhere in the trash can. So he's walking down the street, just, you know, walking down the street, down the street doing his thing. And uh, the sun, I guess it's, sun, it's sunny. So, so he puts on his sunglasses and as he's walking down the street. He notices, he notices an advertising sign and it says, obey. Uh, and he's like, huh? So he takes off his sunglasses and then the advert just says, you know, it's selling something normal. Yeah, like cigarettes or something cigarettes like or that. Something normal. He's like, huh? So he puts on the sunglasses, takes them off. And every time he puts on the sunglasses, they say obey. And he's like, what? So he looks around now. He sees a newspaper stall. And on, you know, newspapers, different headlines and advertisements, magazines and so on. Yeah. And when he puts on the sunglasses, it says, you know, like obey. Or it says uh, no independent thought. It says obey authority. Uh, all things that seem to be messages to control the people. Right. And he's like, what? So every time this happens, he sort of takes off the glasses, puts them on. And it's confirmation that basically when he puts on these sunglasses, he's seen these hidden messages, you know, these messages that are subliminal or yeah. just, you know, hidden programming that now he can see with the sunglasses. It's crazy. Yeah. So then he starts looking around even more and he starts to look at people. <laughs> Okay. So when he looks at people through the sunglasses, they have like a skeletal kind of face. And he's thinking, what? The he's hell? He's tripping out. But he's yeah. like, what? And then, so he's looking at, he's looking through the sunglasses. Some people have a skeletal face. Some people don't. don't. So then he realizes, shit, something isn't right. Some people are normal and some people aren't. Yeah. But these sunglasses have now given him the sight to see. Yeah. It's they, like I have eyes and now I can see, see. sort of thing, you yeah. know? And he's tripping out here, but then he, 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 at the newspaper stand, he sees this one guy who he looks at for a bit too long. And this guy is a skeleton face guy. Yeah. And that guy notices that he's, he's, seen. he's, st he's staring yeah. at him. Yeah. Exactly. So that's when we realize as an audience, oh shit, these people, they know who they are. Right. So they know who they are. He knows who they are. Yeah. We know who they are. Now, what are they going to do about it? Sure. As the guy walks off, he sort of, I don't know, he's, he's got like a, a device you can't see on his, on his wrist, maybe a watch or something. And he says, I've got one that can see us. <laughs> and I was like, oh my oh gosh. God. It's like, it, it's all coming out now. now let me just ask you, up until this point, what were we... I mean, what, what did you think, like, from this point onwards, did you think, like, what what the hell's going on? Or I didn't know, like, what, I didn't know what they live was going to be. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know if it was going to be, you know... I didn't know what was going on. No, sure. but it was the way they revealed things bit by bit yeah. was very, very good. I okay. Mean, for me, the messages are 
the most most powerful thing about this film. Yeah. My brothers and a few of my friends, like now, recently, are really talking about the messages that are out there in media, how we're controlled by the media, marketing, advertising, sure. you know, data protection, all that kind of stuff. And it's like, this film was made in 1988, but it's so relevant today to the messages that are pumped into our brains to control us. Definitely. And it's like, it's, it's just so relevant and it's so powerful. This film needs to be seen. I'm going a bit more into, I'm not going to go too crazy into the film because I want you to see it yeah. and enjoy it for yourself. Definitely. You know, a clean a cleanish mind but yeah so he's now got the sights it's almost like you know it's like, it's like the matrix the red pill or the blue pill Blue pill. either you know nice. the truth or yeah. you don't yeah it's like either you've got the truth or ignorance is bliss and from when you put on those those glasses you can no longer unsee see what you've seen exactly you know what you know and it's like oh shit what are you gonna do about it yeah so he goes around now and sees different people and he starts cussing people that are skeleton faces <laughs> he goes to a, a, a convenience store and sees the lady and says your face looks like a cyanide uh, something. Like you've been, you've been, you put cyanide. He starts cussing people, yeah. yeah, some crazy thing. He gets thrown out of the shop, and then uh, at, before he gets thrown out of the shop, actually, uh, they can now they they know that he can see them. Right, these skeleton face people. So he's he's bringing kind of like attention, attention to, to himself. himself. Yeah, he is. So yeah. there's a scene where there's about six or eight people that are skeleton faces, all looking at him. And they all start walking towards him and they all say, we've got one that can see us. They all say it at the same time. And you think, shit. That's creepy. He sees it and he runs. Yeah. And he runs into an alley. The police catch him. They're skeleton faces as well. And yeah, it goes, things, shit hits the fan basically. Yeah. And uh, there's a few real funny, I want to say one funny part that happens in this film, with chewing gum. <laughs> he goes into a bank. I don't, you know, after he, after he has a fight with the police, he gets a gun from the police. Does, yeah, as you do. And, yeah, so he's on a rampage. He's thinking, do you know what? F this. I'm going to go and get these suckers. So Because, I mean, just think about it. Imagine if you, if that happened, like, you know, to you and you, you had some sort of device where you could then see people for who they really are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what would, what, what would you do? Would you, uh, like, you know, a lot of people probably might say, oh, look, I just go home. I would like, you know, just shut my doors. That's the thing, that's, that's what you, that's what you would like to do. But really, I mean... How can, you can't survive that. How can you survive just isolating yourself? You gotta, you gotta eat. You gotta, you, yeah. know, you, gotta, you gotta work. You gotta, you still gotta live. So it's a, it's, it's, an, it's a conundrum. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, but yeah, I mean, he goes, he, he goes, he gets his gun. He starts, he goes on a rampage. Yeah. And it makes you think. Okay, so you hear of these things that happen today, and who knows if maybe these people can see? Maybe they've got a knowledge that we haven't got. Maybe it's not visual. Maybe there's something else. And. I'm not condoning what people are doing out there, but yeah. I'm just saying sometimes like seeing what he, what, what he did. Yeah. He looked like a crazy gunman, but really he was trying to save us. Exactly. And, and, and I think in the film, like, you know, he, he targets specific people, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's only the lizard like type yes, of, exactly. like yeah. the skeletal type yeah, of, yeah. of faces. Ooh, it's funny you mentioned lizard actually, because I was going to say this film, when I saw it, it reminded me of uh, a person called David Icke. Yeah. David Icke. And yeah. he's, uh, he's, He's, he was quite, he's quite popular, quite famous. Yeah, he's famous in England. Yeah, yeah. yeah he used to be a footballer, and now he's a conspiracist. And yeah, he, he talks about how, that in the real world, there are people out there that are, uh, what's the word? The actual term is, uh, they're from the Babylonian Brotherhood. Wow. And they're shape shifting, reptilian humanoids. That's what he believes. So he believes that people that, like you know, maybe maybe presidents and prime ministers and yeah. people of authority. The queen. The queen, yeah, people like that could be these shape-shifting 
you know, humanoids, reptilian. Yeah. So this film reminded me of that, of people it, that it does, doesn't it? hide yeah. in plain sight and regular people don't know they're there, but they're the ones pulling the strings in society. They're the ones controlling everything. And it's, it's so funny that you mentioned that because, you know, when you look at, I don't know, big corporations, they're the ones who are pulling the strings, right? They've yeah. got access to our data. Yeah. You know, we're always on social media and things like that. And I don't know, it just, when I, I remember when I watched this film, I was just like, the me- you're right, the messages. They also made me think, but what is out there that we're not seeing? Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. And I, if you do see it, how long is it before they shut you up in some kind of way? So yeah, that you can't spread the message. That's deep. Yeah. That is it's deep. It's true, yeah. You hear about people that, oh, uh, oh, they just passed away, like a, a heart attack in their hotel room or, or something. Oh, they just, you know. unknown stuff like you know weird things like that and you think hold on what really happened and you'll never know no of course because obviously we're not in control exactly so we're not in control they live i mean was was he gonna say something else no 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 no. but i was just gonna say like in in terms of like an uh, like a movie like the concept like the thought behind it it's not just kind of like okay it's a sci-fi film and Mm. there's just so many different layers to it yeah yeah. i find that with john carpenter uh, who, who directed this film some of these films have a greater meaning than just what it seems. I mean, it's in a sci-fi category. It's a bit of an action type film, but yeah, it's more more than that. Like you totally. like just said, the themes are just so. Oh, it's much more than sci-fi, and yeah. also does the same thing in the thing. The thing is another sci-fi film slash horror from 1982 that talks about an, an alien that can can imitate imitate you basically, yeah. and you'll never know it's that. But then that film talks about what deals with trust and yeah. you know isolation and you know the human if you know if you think you know someone but you don't know them and it's like, just it's a like, deep like, level, like you know? dealing with outsiders type yeah. of thing like you know you know what that's i didn't think of it in that way but you're absolutely right and this when i watch this film and like i kind of sing its praises every single time i, I saw it and i was just like as an idea i just thought it's absolutely brilliant because it's we don't know what is out there yeah like and who is actually controlling things yeah. and maybe there are flipping you know lizard type of people's out there but we'll we'll mm. we'll just never know about it mm-hmm. yep. and if they were exposed would we hear about it i don't know yeah i mean you just like it's it's crazy, isn't it? Mm. But I, for me, as a piece of filmmaking, it was like you know a bit of eighties, bit of eighties filmmaking. It's classic. It's John Carpenter. I think the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. You know, it lends itself to to kind of like yeah. that era as well. Some of the action scenes are a bit mm. a bit iffy. <laughs> yeah, some of the fights and stuff. But when the the, the, the the long there's a fight that happens in it between the two main characters that is is, is really good and really funny. But yeah, a few of the other fights are a bit like mm. yeah, the you action see some scenes people like punch someone and it's not a real punch but you know you let it slide exactly them, you know it's cool whatever yeah definitely so um it's definitely in my kind of like top 50 like you know mm. sci-fi films okay um top 50 did you say yeah because i've got it's a lot i've got quite a few like <laughs> sci-fi films yeah it's not at 49 no it's 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 up there it okay. is a really really good film and and like whenever it's on TV yeah. or like whenever I can speak to someone about it, I'll say, you know what? Watch this film. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I think it's ripe for, for like a reboot, a remake. Yeah. That would be a really good idea. And like, yeah. you know, you got like, obviously like what you mentioned about the, the subliminal messages mm-hmm. and we, we've got like, we're stuck to a mobile phone. So it could yeah. easily, yeah. there's something could be come out, you know, exactly. made out of that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think now we're going to, we can go into uh another world 
a Jurassic uh, world. A Jurassic world and uh, a world where the kingdom has fallen. Yes. I believe. So you watched this, well, you and I both watched this kind of like midweek, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. Can so, I ask, when you watched it, was your, was the was screening, was it, was it packed or was it empty? Or? It, it was, it was, it was empty actually. Oh, wow. It was empty. Okay. But uh, I watch it, I watch it during the day. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, that's why. Okay. I went during the evening. It was quite packed actually. So yeah. I thought, okay, people are really on Jurassic jurassic yeah so in terms of kind of like where we are in this franchise the the reboot or the the kind of continuation of the story was back in 2015 right yeah that's right and we were introduced to new characters so we had chris pratt yep you know dallas howard's character yeah i can't remember my name you know what yeah and what was his name uh in the film peter quill was it (laughs) basically yeah um (laughs) probably jack or john or john those ones yeah This is a continuation of the 2015 Jurassic World. Yeah. I, I I kind of, I watched the trailer and I thought to myself, yeah, you know what? It's been three years. I want to know what happens because th- that film yeah, from 2015, like, you know, I enjoyed it. I liked Chris Pratt and it was kind of like a reintroduction to, you know, those, the, you know, the, the dinosaurs yeah, basically, yeah. which is what I, I thought was really interesting. So here we are, 2018. Tell us a bit about the premise. Yeah, so... We kind of done a, a like a pre-review. Uh, I think was it last week. I think. Yeah, last and, week. Uh, but yeah, we're going to like a proper review now. But yeah, the premise is uh, like the Iceland Nubla. I got the name now. You got it. <laughs> Iceland Nubla. That, that translates to island something. <laughs> I don't know Nubla. Maybe it's, maybe Nubla is just yeah. the name. But yeah. So they, they go back to this island that um, the previous Jurassic World was set at. You know, when the theme park opened, sure. All like shit hit the fan, and all everything went you know to shit basically. So that's the island's closed now. It's closed for business. Yeah. But they've gone back there to get some samples and stuff of you know, different dinosaurs and to recreate the dinosaurs in like a private place for financial gain sure. or for military use and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, the island is, it's a volcanic island. There's a, there's a volcano that's been dormant that is now you know about to erupt, erupt yeah. in a big way. And they know this and they know that a lot of the animals on the island are going to die. So uh, Bryce, Dallas, Bryce Dallas Howard's character convinces Chris Pratt to go back to the island and save some of the key species. Right. So they can use their DNA to, keep, to continue the, the, the Jurassic films. Yeah. They want to make lots of money, don't they? Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, yeah, so it's all about going back to the island, small team finding these these dinosaurs and you know saving them helping you know saving the animals and so yeah on. So that's the that's the main premise of the film uh obviously behind that there's the the financial aspect of the companies that want to you know breed these dinosaurs there's always a corporation game. isn't exactly. there exactly and that, that will link to maybe military use and stuff like that so that's the that's the ominous you know uh dread in the film that's yeah there. but yeah i mean that's the that's the premise basically go there stay the dinosaurs come back okay so but whilst doing that the shit hits the fan right shit i mean the the the, the feces and <laughs> the dung so the so, fan. so what i what i kind of <laughs> what i like about this is i have to say one thing visually it is it's stunning yeah yeah yeah, yeah uh, for sure yeah like you know the scenes with the volcano mm. and you know like you've got you you know they, they show kind of like different parts of dinosaur sorry no that sounds a bit weird different parts of dinosaurs no they show kind of like different uh, they show different dinosaurs don't yeah, they yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, t-rex you get the allosaurus you get diplodocus 
Tyrannosaurus Rex, uh, Stegosaurus, Triceratops, uh, Triceratops, uh, Pterodactyl. Okay, someone's uh, bloody eating a. Oh, I love my dinosaurs. Oh, I, I used my... to be a dinosaur boy when I was younger. God, like yeah, I used to be a dinosaur flipping boy. hell. <laughs> that just like that just went over my head there. Okay, so they've got Nothing these. Di- over your head. Like, catch it, catch it. <laughs> um. So yeah, so they've got like you know loads of these dinosaurs. They need to save the dinosaurs. And uh, just one thing that I want to mention is, but how do Chris Pratt and I want to say Claire. I'm gonna. Okay. I'm gonna say Let's Claire. Call Claire. Let's yeah. call her Claire. So, how, how does Chris Pratt's uh, character and Claire? How do they kind of link up? Are they together this time, or are they uh, from the previous film? They were. They got to sort of you know, through the, the the craziness. Got together. Had I think they had a kiss or whatever. And yeah. They got. No, then again, you know what? Yeah, I think they were together from before that. Okay. They were, they, they were together from before that. Something happened. They broke up. Got together through the the, the madness of, of Jurassic World. And I think after Jurassic World, they dated for a bit. And they broke up again. Basically, right. they keep breaking up. Yeah. I don't know what's going on in between films. Sure. <laughs> they keep breaking up. Yeah. Uh, so they've got a kind of like a funny relationship, like a hot and cold type relationship. Yeah. Uh, because I think there's a conversation that, uh, where he says, oh, uh, you didn't want to come and live in my, in my, fu- in my, because he's, he's built. Yeah. So, oh, I've got to say this. I mean, when she, she, <laughs> she, she, <laughs> she has to track him down. Yeah. Because she, she gets given the task first. Yeah. She's got to track down Chris Pratt and she tracks him down to some, Sort of, uh, I, I think it, maybe it's Montana, some sort of mountainous kind of absolutely, yeah, you know, uh, fieldy type place. And yeah. Chris Pratt is leisurely just making his own He's house. He's building How a house. Like one man, yeah, making his own house with a bunch of like timber all <laughs> over the place. One man. What kind of bullshit is that? Yeah, I don't care how good this guy is at sticking his arm out and stopping a stopping a velociraptor. No one man is going to be there with a, with a hammer and nail making a house by himself. I'm that so, is bullshit. Yeah? I, I'm so no glad way. that you said that. No way. And you know what? There, there are so many kind of cliches in this film, and that is definitely one of them. Come you know, on. um, one man and his tools. Yeah, like making come a on. house, making a house. It's like and come on, massive. It's like come on, give like in this day and age, like you know, it just. I, I don't know. There were, there were a couple of things in it which I was just like, "This is this is funny, um, like funny in a good way." But this was funny in a silly way. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh, come on!" So like, let's let's move on from this. So, but you're right. So she tracks him down and she says to him, "Look, come on, we've got to go back." Yeah. And he's like, "What the yeah. hell? You want to go back to you know the island? Like you're yeah. crazy. Yeah. Like I can't do it. I'm not going to go." But Ladies and gents, as you know, this is Hollywood. Yeah. There's no story if Chris Pat uh, Chris Pratt doesn't go to to the island. And she she also uses his love for Blue, the Velociraptor that right. he, he nurtured from 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 an infant, uh, the one that's really intelligent. Yeah. He's, she uses his his love for Blue to persuade him to go back and save save her because she's yeah. on the island running around. And and this is quite pivotal in the story because and they need Blue, right? Yeah, Blue's intelligent, so they need that intelligent. Uh, Velociraptor DNA to make a really hyper intelligent and hyper, uh, you know, dangerous dinosaur. Yeah, <laughs> hyper dangerous. Because look, let's face it, this is Jurassic. This is the Jurassic world. So yeah. there's always going to be some sort of kind of sinister plot device, like mm-hmm. you know, going on in the background yeah. where yeah. someone needs something. There's a couple of things that I just want to mention. What I like is there, there's a scene between Chris Pratt and let's say kind of like you know the antagonist of the story where the hunter type guy yeah (laughs) clever girl (laughs) i love 
sorry. I know. Oh my gosh. Um, when you say that now, it's just so funny. But he faces off with the ant, and you always get this kind of like this uh, the military type guy. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, you, there's yeah. always that cliche of that type of guy in there. And uh, he faces off with him, and and then the guy turns around and says, "What? You know what? You know you've been kind of like experimenting with blue. Like, what did you think was going to happen if mm. you make, you know, if you if these animals are kind of intelligent?" Like, this is what it was all leading up to. And there's a look on Chris Pratt's face, right? Where he's like, oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. You're, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Like, what what I was doing has kind of led to this. So he, he feels kind of responsible. Yeah. These, these types of questions that are quite liked. But uh, I mean, for me, I thought it was visually stunning. I thought in a lot of places right now, I mean, and obviously I don't know what you think of the movie, but I, I'm just going to basically say, I thought there were a lot of parts of the movie where I was just like, oh God, come on. I've seen this before. <laughs> I, I, I've yeah. seen, I, I've, uh, you know what, you've shown me this before. And what I couldn't get over was Chris Pratt. And now it's become the Chris Pratt face. Yeah. You know, where the, the camera he is, is on him yeah. and he turns to the side. <laughs> he does this little look. Yeah. And I just thought, oh God, <laughs> he, you, know, he, you know, he's become that now. <laughs> Yeah. And I don't know why I should I should have been watching like I should have been looking at the you know the pterodactyl flying in the background, mm -hmm. whereas I've got like Chris Pratt's face like turning to the side and looking mm -hmm. left and right, and he's just like looking like a pretty boy basically. <laughs> so I was just like, why aren't I, you know, more into kind of like you know the action stuff going on? But let's face it, there are loads of action set pieces in oh, this movie. Are, yeah. So if you love your summer blockbusters and you like them loud and you like them big, yeah. oh, this is yeah. without a doubt, it's, yeah. it's going to like, you know, tick those boxes. Exactly. The, the volcano sequence is is crazy. The, the, when the volcanoes erupting and they're trying to escape it. And I think Chris Pratt is doing this funny run. I don't know why he's running like <laughs> what, that. Why is he doing that? Like his arms are flapping. It's like I'm sure it slows him down. Watch it, guys. When you watch the film... <laughs> When Chris Pratt's running down the hill, I'm doing it now. <laughs> I'm doing it now. But he, fla he flaps his arms and I'm thinking, hold on a second. Who, I mean, who does that? There's no way running down the hill, flapping your arms like that is going to help you run any faster. You got, uh, you know, you got to be like this. This way you're stuck. Oh, anyway, so he's running down the hill with all these dinosaurs. None of them bump into him. <laughs> yeah. They're all just, and he's flapping his arms. past him. Really polite dinosaurs, you know. I wish these uh, these these, these uh, dinosaurs were on the flipping tube in the morning because uh, <laughs> they'd be more polite than the people that I travel with. But and then uh, uh, Claire and uh, one of the other sort of students that uh, Claire brings with, with her to the to the island, yeah. they go in this little pod, this pod that they can sort of you know drive. Yeah. So they're all sort of running and just before just before they get to the end of the the course that they're running down. They actually answered the question that we had last week when you asked me, uh, is the T-Rex going to be there? And I was like, oh, yeah, of course, T-Rex is going to be there. And you said, oh, is the T-Rex good or bad? And I was like, okay, well, it depends on the situation. Yeah. Because there's a situation where they're, they're uh, clear and the boy are in the pod and then Chris Pratt is just about to get in and then the T-Rex comes out of nowhere. And we're yeah. like, oh, shit, T-Rex is going to get them. Yeah. But then... So let me start again. Uh, not not T Rex. Another dinosaur. I think it's an Allosaurus. An Allosaurus comes from nowhere, and it's it's, it's going to sort of attack them. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, a T Rex comes and attacks the Allosaurus. And so in that situation, just like we said last week, it's almost like we predicted it. 
the T-Rex is a goodie because the T-Rex deals with a dinosaur that was going to deal with them. them. So then and the T-Rex goes on, off, off, on, off on his way. Yeah. And they carry on with the chase and they run down and fall off the cliff and fall in the water. And I'm not going to spoil it for you, but yeah, you, you know, I'm sure you know what's going to happen next. But yeah, that whole sequence with the, with the, with the volcano is really good. Yeah, yeah. There's another, another thing that happens in this film that is a direct copy of what happens in Jurassic Park, the first one. And uh, I say it, you're going to be like, oh yeah. Which one? Like, can oh, tell the, me. The little girl that's in the film. Yeah. There's a couple of times where she's running from, she's running from someone the first time she does it. And the second time she's running away from the dinosaur and it's where she goes in that shaft thing and she oh, has to pull the thing down my. and it's getting stuck. Where it, that, it's like that's an elevator from, shaft. It's yeah. from Jurassic Park 1. Oh my God. In, in this film, she's running from someone and she j- jumps in the shaft and the door doesn't slide down properly. And at the last minute it slides and down. And it slides down. And she can get through the shaft. Sure. In Jurassic Park 1, it happens when the girl and the boy are running around in the kitchen and right. the two velociraptors are chasing them. And she, she goes into like a, a shaft thing. Because they're in kitchens, they have like a little lift where the food can go up and down. That's it, yeah. So she goes in there and she's trying to pull it down, pull it down, pull it down, pull it down. <laughs> and then the velociraptor gets to her before it goes down. Yeah. And we realise it's a reflection. So the, so the velociraptor mm. seeing a reflection of what we're seeing, seeing and runs into the reflection. And then she's able to escape. Very clever. But it's the same sort of shaft. I'm like, what else is there? No, no, no. Is there no other way she can get away? Like, <laughs> no, that is a crack up. No, is that a nod to the first one? Is that like paying, pl- playing a, homage, or is a, it bad writing? It's it's a nod. It's a homage, and it's lazy writing. Lazy writing. Like Deadpool would say. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah, yeah because I mean, you're absolutely right i mean like isn't there another way that they could figure out how this girl can get away or or okay or, or let me ask you this then you know it's very predictable yeah that what's going to happen yeah the, the latch or the door is going to yeah, close yeah, right yeah, yeah yeah and she's going to get away yeah. okay all right you know I, I i i i remember the scene that you're talking about now yeah. but yeah so even f- even another scene another, sorry, another quick one but there's a bit where we, we spoke about the spielberg face <laughs> Or the Spielberg look. Yeah. And there was a moment where in Jurassic Park 1, the first time the Spielberg look happens is when they see the Brontosaurus. Yeah. When uh, Sam Neill, Laura Dern and welcome to Jurassic Park Man. <laughs> yeah. Attenborough. I can't yeah. Remember his Attenborough, first yeah. Richard. Richard. Sorry, yeah. Richard. Where they're traveling in the Jeep and they first see the, the, the Brontosaurus go up on its hind legs and eat from the tree. Yeah. The same thing happens in this film. In this one. Yeah. So the first time they see a dinosaur... It's when the the whole entourage is traveling through the the falling kingdom, and they see a brontosaurus, and the one of the the young girls who's a student or something, yeah, she 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 comes out of the car and she does a little Spielberg look. But it's not that it's not that much of a look to be honest. It's a bit of a semi Spielberg look. You are absolutely right. And she comes running out. She's like, "Oh my god, I've never seen this before." Yeah. yeah. And then the camera is like facing down on the face and then they all just look up and it's the Spielberg look like through and through without a doubt. So definitely that's a nod Mm. to kind of obviously Spielberg and like, you know, all the other ones. But yeah, so just looking back now, there are a lot of scenes which kind of mirror mirror what happens in Jurassic Park. So one uh, one kind of addition that I did like to this movie as as kind of like the antag- antagonist, one of the antagonists was Rafe, I think his name is, yeah, Ra- Rafe Spall. Yeah. And I thought I really, really like him. He he is an actor who was in, um, people, listeners might remember him from uh, The Life of Pi. Okay. Oh, was he in that? He was the, the um, 
I've uh, seen that film, but I don't. I saw it ages ago. Do you remember but. when he he's the one who he goes to the the guy's house to listen to the story? Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 And, and that was going to be funny enough. That was going to be Spider Man. Who? Toby. Toby. To- Toby Maguire. It was no, Toby something. Toby Maguire. Is that his name? Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. He, he he actually filmed those scenes. Oh, is it? But then they cut it out, and they got Ra- oh, wow. Ra- Rafe Rafe Spall, yeah, whose yeah. father is. Um, got a famous dad something small yeah, yeah. who's a, who's another um great a film actor from okay. harry potter and everything like oh. that so yeah this guy is so i'm glad like He's you know really the first thing i saw him in was actually the kidulthood or something yeah he was in kidulthood and i was like that's i saw kidulthood quite recently actually yeah but because i saw it i've seen him in like he was in prometheus is one of the he is one of the scientists yeah, one of the, those silly the scientists. geeks yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. he's been in quite a few things he's actually look, really Getting prominent, isn't he? He is. Yeah. He was in this film called The Ritual. Yes. Oh, Horror we've got film. To talk about that another time. But yeah, that's a that's on Netflix, by the way. That, I think next next week we've got to talk. Have we, have we spoken about it already? No, yeah. we haven't. Next week, guys, okay. you're going to get that next week. Okay, yeah. we'll speak about that next week. Yeah. He was in The Ritual, but you're right. He's getting he's becoming more and more famous. Yeah. Um, so he's he's appearing in all these films. And when he was in this film, I thought, okay, you know, he brings something interesting to it, yeah. and that was good. But also, we had James Cromwell. He's like, he's oh. the, he's the old. Yeah, the sick. And again, another cliche, yeah. like the old, sick, mm. uh, the, the founder of the company. Yeah. Yeah. And his role is that he worked in conjunction with Richard Attenborough. Yeah. So they started yeah. the whole kind of island yeah. they together. brothers or something, did they say? Brothers or, or, or like really close really? friends okay, or something. Okay, okay. So, you know, you've got an angle there as well. Mm. So you've got all these, these kind of elements, but. I have to say there were a lot of places in the movie where it was just flat for me. Okay. Like despite it being this kind of big summer blockbuster and people will probably say, well, you know, what do you expect? This is Jurassic mm-hmm. World. I, if I'm comparing it to the 2015 version, which mm-hmm. I thought was was fun, which I yeah. thought was, oh my God, I haven't seen this before. You know, even Chris Pratt's performance. Mm-hmm. I was like, hang on a second. He's not doing much in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, you know, I, I, it wasn't better than the first one. It wasn't better than yeah. the 2015 one. Yeah. But with this one, you know, the volcano scene was really good. Yeah. And then the fact, oh, sorry, how could we even forget this? We're missing one major thing, one major character. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought he'd be in it a bit more, but I think the bit that he did have in it was good. It was I mean, cool. It was cool, but yeah, I was expecting a bit more. Well, oh, sorry. Were you expecting him to kind of be part of the action? Yeah. I thought he might be in, in, in included in some sort of way. Yeah, maybe, like, maybe not be running around, but I thought maybe something he comes else, back. I don't know. Like yeah. he he gets taken to the to the island or something. I thought maybe possibly it could be that. But um, it's interesting because his his he's only got like one scene, hasn't he? Yeah, no, well, has he got he's one got scene? A couple, I think, towards the beginning and the end. I yeah, beginning and so. end. And it's like his scene is where it's a speech. Yeah, yeah. And um, I was watching it, and I was like, right, okay. So we see Jeff Goldblum at at the beginning. I thought, brilliant you know what? Yep. He's going to be in this movie and it's going to move from, you know, this scene is going to then move on to him coming over. And I I was like, where's Jeff Goldblum? Mm. I wanted to see more of Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. If I'm being honest. Yeah. I know what you mean. He's a, he's a, he's a quirky character. Exactly. He's a quirky character. And I think he deserves to be in a bit more. So hopefully if they do do the next one, which I'm sure they will, right? Yeah. yeah. 2021, isn't it? 2021. So, I mean, wow, how... It's saying that just... It's just crazy, isn't it? That's like real future, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, have they left it open? How... Is there kind of like total destruction? 
there is destruction, but then life finds a way, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because the dinosaurs are not dead. Yeah. And, you know, without giving away too much, the dinosaurs still remain. Sure. They're still either physical or in DNA presence. And there's people that uh, want to buy these dinosaurs and I'm sure they will create their own versions that are going to be maybe a bit crazy and you know the next one's gonna have some crazy dinosaurs in it definitely i reckon so yeah it's definitely gonna be a third yeah. one it's gonna make a lot of money it is and so. and you know what they're they're invested with like you know it was i think when they started this it was always going to be kind of like a trilogy yeah it was it was yeah yeah and then when the 2015 version did so well yeah. they were like right come yeah, on exactly we, we got we need three films to tell this yeah. story but it was interesting because bd wong he's still in there yeah and he's still you know, messing around with the whole yeah. kind of the DNAs yeah. and... But it's funny, we never actually see him do anything. No. He just gives orders. I, I ain't seen him in a lab coat since 1993. I know. <laughs> it's like, when did he become so powerful? Like, like, you know, <laughs> barking orders at everyone. And then you also see uh, Toby Jones. Who's that again? He's another famous British actor. Okay. Toby Jones, the one who was the auctioneer. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was in... Uh, wasn't he in... Deadpool, was that him? Or was it someone else I'm thinking of? Uh, getting him mixed up with someone else. He was in, you're not going to believe it, or it you might not remember him. Uh, Captain America 1. Cap yeah. Captain America. I get him mixed up with the one that's in Deadpool 2. The kind of uh, school, the the, the, the the crazy school like head teacher, the one that Fire Fist was trying to kill. I always get them oh, two mixed up. Oh, right, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, that's Eddie Marsden. That's the one, yeah. I don't know why I get them mixed up. I don't know. Yeah, but Toby Jones seeing him yeah. in this was like really good, and he, yeah. he's obviously like quite funny yeah. <laughs> so um but there's other funny bits that always happen in jurassic films <laughs> you're laughing already but well in monster films in general and i still don't know why this happens i don't know why it happens but okay anytime <laughs> anytime <laughs> i'm just cracking up anytime we see a dinosaur on screen what's the first thing they do <laughs> like, what are they shouting about <laughs> i mean <laughs> what is it we see a dinosaur has got a shout. Why can't we just see a dinosaur going about his business? <laughs> eating a bit of, you know, a bit of foliage. A bit of leaf. Yeah. yeah. Why must like, they always go, <laughs> like, it's also, at the end, it really gets on my nerves, yeah. At the end of every Jurassic film, you're going to have T-Rex just standing there, nicely, nicely frame shot. With the moon in the background. Shouting in the distance. <laughs> like, what is going on? <laughs> You're hitting your head on the mic there. What is going on? Sorry. What's yeah. he shouting at? Is he calling out for someone? Is he saying, help? <laughs> like, what? I just want to know because this always happens. You know? In, in this movie, it happens like, it happens about two, three times. So, you know, at the, it, at the start of the movie, when T-Rex saves... Uh, Chris Pratt and yeah, and yeah, them in the pod. Yeah, yeah. He kills that um, yeah. that dinosaur and yeah. then he does one. Yeah, he, he does one there. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder if maybe like if they do it and they're like, oh no no, sorry T Rex, it's, it's a bit too much. There, can you just tone it down a bit? Can we have another take on that? Okay, sorry. Was it more like? Ooh? <laughs> How do you want it? I mean, <laughs> is it something that they get right all the time, <laughs> or do they have to do like a few takes like us? <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I don't know. It's absolutely you're absolutely right. That is so funny. Oh. There's a scene at the end of the film where they're on um, some sort of uh, they're on the roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's another battle scene between yeah. two dinosaurs. Yeah. And then the dinosaur <laughs> does does the whole the the wolf thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. like you know, it's yeah. just like, oh my god, like what's going on? And then there's another one at the right at the yeah. end. Okay, so here's gonna be a spoiler. So if you have not seen this film, please 
pause yeah or mute or something mute or whatever you know <laughs> come, come back to us like you know after you've seen the film okay so this is kind of me mentioning the spoiler what the hell was the end credit scene about what was the end credit scene uh, no oh, oh my gosh Durrell, I tell me i didn't think that oh no you gotta tell me Duval, oh my tell gosh. me okay oh my gosh Bro, there's there's what an end, there's an end credit I'm scene. Such a fool! Why didn't I stay? Can I say one thing? Say it. I watched the film and I thought, nah, there can't be an end credit scene, can there be? Oh so my then I gosh. sat there and then I thought, I'm not. Nah, I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna oh. go. But then you know what I did? I went online. Yeah. And I just typed in Jurassic World end credit scene, oh. and they said wait until the end. Okay. okay. So waited oh until the end. Gosh. Waited. Sat there. It was just kind of like you know watching all the names and. The, hundreds and hundreds of people that were working on the film waited awaited awaited then the image comes back on the screen you see the pterodactyl flying oh. and they're in las vegas the, the dinosaurs reach las vegas the pterodactyls reach las vegas and then it ends oh. so i'm like what's what's, las, what's vegas? las vegas is that where they went in the lost world in part two no that wasn't las vegas was it no, I, I don't know what Las Vegas... I, I, For the life of me, I could not figure out what the significance of Las Vegas is. And I you know, know it's Las Vegas because you remember in Ocean's 8, you know, you got those, the, the fountain. Okay. Yeah, and you yeah, see yeah, the, yeah, like yeah, the big yeah, uh, MGM yeah, Grand yeah, and all that. Yeah. Like, it's Las Vegas, but then what? I don't know Maybe what... There might be another park there. Hmm. I don't know. Okay. But you know what? You don't need to watch the film just to see oh, that no, no, bit. Because <laughs> literally it is just like five seconds okay. of just the camera panning to the left. Yeah. You see pterodactyls come into the shot. Yeah. You see the fountains with the water coming up. Yeah. And then that's it. Oh, okay. Interesting. So, I, I mean, I don't know. Make of that what you will. Listeners, if you know what the connection is between Las Vegas and Jurassic World, let me know. I wonder if there's been a lot of uh, dinosaurs that have been like, Found? fossils in, in Arizona. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. But either way, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah cool. So in terms of kind of like ranking this one within the whole kind of franchise, mm. I mean, yeah. what would you say? Obviously, mm. it's not going to beat Jurassic Park, the original. No, no, no. It's not going to beat the 2015 version. Nope. Was it better than the second or third one? Oh. I think I like the second one better, you know? Okay. Yeah, so for me, it's Jurassic Park, then it's uh, ooh, Jurassic World and Jurassic Park Lost World. For me, like a joint second, and this one would be like a third or fourth, if I can sort out the second. Yeah. And then, yeah, so it's okay. I mean, I'll probably give it like a six and a half. Sure. Again, out of ten, maybe. Sure, mm, yeah. It's good. I wouldn't see it again, though, to be honest. I wouldn't see it again <clears throat> in the cinema. And um, again, another spoiler here. So what's happening with this girl? She's like an X-23, isn't she? You know what? It reminded <laughs> me of Logan yeah, so much. She's an X-23, she is. I wonder if she went for the, if she auditioned for the role as well. And Probably did. didn't get that one, got this one. <laughs> yeah, so for the people who have seen the film, <clears throat> we're talking about the granddaughter mm. of of the the old man. Yeah. You know, in the story, the cliche old, old man, man. not Logan. Old man, not Logan. Yep. <clears throat> so the, the, the cliche of the story of the old man being ill and then he has a granddaughter who turns out is a clone. Yeah. They, they, they created yeah. A, a female. Yeah. I just thought to myself, okay, in the third film, this is 
like wh- like wh- where are they taking this now so th- now we're moving in from you know cloning or you know creating dinosaurs to creating people yeah that's and that's it's deep that's another god god complex on its own you know what i mean that's just that's i'm crazy. glad you said that yeah that's that means that they've they could have cloned oh yeah that's that is deep so jurassic park might just turn into another whole new franchise of of cloning cloning you people know? yeah you know one thing i was interested though one thing that i thought was interesting at the end of the film so you see the animals escape yeah crucially they survive because obviously they have to survive for yeah. there to be another film yeah however bd wong he gets away he's got a suitcase full of yeah, like uh, dna samples, DNA samples so yeah, obviously yeah. he's going to be in the next one yeah. but then what i kind of i i got the nostalgia i got deja vu here i was like i can i've seen this before in planet of the apes you know where the their um blue was at the top of the mountain looking out and seeing oh yes like yeah, yeah, the city. Yeah, yeah 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 and i was like right okay yeah. so now so was that arizona as well then mm, kind of arizona-ish isn't it yeah it was it was like suburban, like you know, suburbia basically. But I mean, what it just kind of made me think about was okay. So the the dinosaurs now are at the doorstep mm, of, civilization. of civilization. Yes. So uh, just like it was in Planet of the Apes. Yeah. So now there's got to be some sort of destruction. How can you have all these human beings and you have these have a T Rex? Yeah. How just are they going to eat? Around. Walking around. That's crazy. And what I felt more interested about was. Right, okay, in the third film, now they can really play with the whole thing about mankind being the last survivor. Like, there's going to be like last survivors where the dinosaurs have now kind of like taken over. Yeah. yeah. Which alludes to what uh, Jeff Goldblum was saying. Yeah, exactly. It's literally coming to life, it's literally happening. And a lot of what he says does actually happen. Yeah. In in, in, in part one, Jurassic Jurassic Park, he's having a conversation with someone about the uh about you know is this something that's right you know should you do this and so on the, the repercussions and that yeah and bd Wong says to him uh you know they create the dinosaurs as uh does he say asexual or something you could they create them in a way where they are all one gender and they can't reproduce and he was like mm, well nature finds a way maybe they will <laughs> you know exactly and it's like it's true they did they, they, their sex started to change change to to adapt to its environment so that sure. they can reproduce. Yeah. And you're right, everything he says tends to come to fruition. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. So I'm thinking with this with, with the third one, third and final one, you know, they they are there now and humans it's basically a survival. And then there's a shot of Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard and the young girl yeah. they're on a road trip which was so Logan like. Yeah. And it was like, right, okay, so now they're probably going off somewhere because they know her secret. Yeah. They're going to go to that cabin, finish the house. And finish the it. house. <laughs> and then, you know, so look, clearly there's a lot of stuff in there that, you know, which people will like. Kids, I'm sure, like, you know, what you've seen, my nephew, he's mad about dinosaurs. Mm. He's going to go absolutely like, yeah, yeah, you know, crazy, crazy for this sort of stuff. But um, for me personally, I was hoping for a bit more bite. In the sense, like, you know, I, w- I wanted something more, t- you know, to kind of like process. And you're forgetting, I had just seen 2001, A Space Odyssey, which I was thinking about for kind of a couple of days afterwards. Okay. And I was like, oh my God, like there's so many kind of like deeper levels. Like th- there's so many things going on in that movie. I don't know. Maybe I've just become a bit more accustomed to films where now I have to start thinking yeah, about what's going deeper. on. Yeah, yeah a bit more deeper. I mean, this is more... Uh 
family friendly popcorn sure. blockbuster go watch it and forget about it kind of thing not yeah. much levels to it but yeah. enjoyable sure but yeah I think so i'm gonna i'm gonna throw it out there uh yeah. how many t-rexes on a scale of one to t- so what are we doing how many t-rexes for you yeah i can six and a half t-rexes for me yeah About yeah six and a half t-rexes yeah, yeah i think i might go probably uh, probably a bit less probably okay. about yeah about probably five i think oh wow okay Oh. Yeah, especially because considering like, you know, the 2015 one. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I just think kind of if you're going to do this, make it. Yeah. You know, it should be better. Should, should be better at least or or than... at the same level. Yeah, true, true. Okay. So, uh, Deval, what else have we got? Oh, well, I've got my, uh, I've got a couple of hidden gems, actually. Please, I, I want to hear them. I've plucked from my, uh, my gem garden. Okay. So, uh, actually, uh. In keeping with uh, the release of uh, Hereditary, which is coming out on the 14th of June, I want to say, in advanced screening. Yep. Uh, I've gone, well, which is going to be a great horror film, which we're going to see next week and Definitely. we'll talk about. Yeah. Uh, but I've gone for a couple of, like, not horror, but yeah, one's a horror, one's a bit of a weird film. Okay. The first film is called, We Need to, we need to Talk About Kevin. Have you seen this film? Have you heard about this film? Mate. I've seen it and I've thought about it and just like <laughs> got shit scared of it. Lynn yeah. Ramsey, right? Oh. She directed this film yeah. and it stars The Flash. The uh, Flash. Isra Miller. Isra Miller. Well, and Isra Miller. And um, Tilda Swinton. The chosen yeah. one. No, no, she's not. The, so she's the. Oh, the ancient the one. The ancient one. Yeah. And it's got uh, the funny guy. I forgot his name. C. C-, C- Riley something. John C-, C. Riley. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. It's T- a crazy film. I mean, this T- film. Okay. Tell me, give me your I- take on the movie. I came about it randomly. I don't even know why I watched it, but I think the title was a bit like, oh, why do we got to talk about this guy? <laughs> but <laughs> he's Kevin, you know? <laughs> but yeah, this, this film was a deep, like I said before, we often see crazy reveal itself yeah. at the end of its journey. Yeah. With this film, you see how crazy, <laughs> how crazy turned crazy, where crazy came from. And sometimes the... <laughs> The the, the, the the fact that sometimes you cannot stop crazy becoming crazy. Crazy, yeah. We need to talk about Kevin. It's about a film <clears throat> which talks about a a boy who is just not, he's not, he's not well. You know, he's just not well. And he's, you know, he's hormones, uh, teenage years, going to school, bullying, yeah. social groups, all the kind of things that, you know, kids go through. Sure. On top of his, his mental instability, it creates a demon. It creates just a devil. And oh. you're you're absolutely right when you say that about demon. And you know the one thing that I found so shocking, or one thing that just kind of like got me. You know, he he likes bow and arrows. So his mum buys him, or, or or he has like a crossbow, a crossbow, yeah. a crossbow, and he has a sibling. Oh, don't! Oh my gosh, that was one of the most shocking things I've seen in any film. <laughs> Oh God, yeah. you know what? I just thought to myself, you know what, right? There's obviously psychological issues going on here. And the film tries to explain, I'm not going to, no, it doesn't really explain, but it does show like the kind of journey that this character is going through, yeah. why he feels the way that he feels. Yeah. And the director shows us that possibly one of the reasons the why he does the things that he does is because of jealousy. Mm. So he has a brother. Mm. Uh, so, so, uh, Kevin has a brother 
a younger brother. And when you think of your younger sibling, you think, oh, you know what? You look after your brother. Yeah. You take care of your brother. You teach your brother. You don't feel jealous towards your brother. Mm. However, if we're being realistic, that is what happens. Yeah. Sometimes you do have sibling rivalry, yeah. but not on this level. Mm-mm, no way. Where you would go out of your way to physically harm. I'm not going to say what happens to the to, to the younger brother, but you know, where you could physically go out and harm like a younger brother who's basically defenseless, really mm. like, you know, against kind of like any type of weapon. But I was, that was shocking for me. Very shocking. I couldn't believe it. But, and just, there's, there's another thing that happens in the film as well. I think you guys, I don't, I don't want to spoil it too much, but yeah. definitely watch the film, but there's another scene that happens in the film that just really shows you his mental uh, instability and where he is. And, there's a scene where he's in his room masturbating and he his mother walks in, sees him masturbating and he just, he looks at her in the eye and just carries on. Yeah. It's, it's a quick scene. I mean, she's shocked by it, yeah. but he's just, he's emotionally void. Exactly. And uh, I don't know if it's the technical, like uh, psych- psychopath or there's, there's technical terms for people that, um, not emotionally in tune and can do things that most people will find, you know, revolting and, and just, you know, not right, uh, lacking empathy and things like that. And it's just, it just shows one of his, yeah, just, oh, it's, it's crazy. But, and then towards the end of the film, he does something really, you know, again, really crazy. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but yeah, it's something that we, we've, we've seen and heard about on the news for years. Yeah. And, this film kind of explores some of the uh some of the reasons why that happens in the news and you know yeah it does a good job of it i think actually i think so and the one final thing that i will say is despite all the stuff that he's done she still loves him yeah yeah and she she gets vilified she gets absolutely destroyed by people because the instant reaction that we have is, oh my God, you gave birth to the devil. You gave birth to the demon. Like, you know, how could you, how could you? So she gets treated like shit. Whereas for a lot of parents, like obviously you can't, you don't know how kids are going to turn out. Yeah, exactly. But the love still remains. And even though he's done these bad, bad things, really bad things, really bad things. She, um, she still loves him. And I thought, yeah. To, to, it's, that's powerful. It is very powerful. Yeah. Very powerful. Okay. Very. No, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because I've, I haven't met that many people who, who have kind of seen it and then had like a similar reaction. Yeah. A lot of people who see it, they're like, oh, they got put off. Oh. Yeah. They got, they, because they were like, how can the, the, the masturbation scene and everything yeah, like that is just, just like kind yeah, of, kind of full yeah. on type of thing like that. But no, I, I'm yeah. totally with you. So if you can, ladies and gents, try and track this yeah. film down and, Exactly. Uh, and, and watch it. Okay, so what what was the other one, Deval? Okay, second hidden gem is called It Follows. Oh, right. <laughs> we are going to have a discussion about this right now. Oh, man. It, I, I, was, I was lingering on It because I thought people might think I was talking about It, but now nah. It Follows. 2014, I believe it is on Netflix at the moment. Okay. It Follows, another film that I don't even remember why I watched it, where I came, I didn't watch it in the cinema, but yeah. I watched it alone and I was shitting myself. I mean, It Follows is, it's in the title, It Follows, something 
follows you. What is it? Like f- follows you endlessly. Oh my gosh. Um, help me out, man. Help me out. I mean, and, wh- and you, you know what the thing is? You know what the scariest thing is? Oh. Is like, is it follows. Imagine your worst nightmare and that thing follows you for the rest of your life. Exactly. So just, just, just kind of just think about that. Like whatever your worst nightmare is, it follows you. And yeah. the it can be anything. It could be fear of spiders, fear of flying, yeah. fear of heights. So it's that kind of that claustrophobic, that feeling that you get when you can't get away from something. Yeah, yeah. And it could be like a physical thing. It could be a psychological thing. Mm. And this film, it kind of, it manifests itself in, you know, like a, like a, a ghost. Yeah. Would you say ghost well, or? Like, I don't know. It's weird because it's like a, it is, it looks like a person. It's any person, but it's, it's random people. Yeah. Different sizes, different gen, uh, genders, races. Just a person following you no matter where you are. So you yeah. can be, if you're in a room, this person will find you. Yeah. And it will always come from behind, I think, was it? Yeah. It was come, always come from like behind or something. And no matter, it's almost like for the rest of your life, you will never rest because <laughs> you you cannot, you cannot rest because this thing will always follow you and it will eventually find you. When it finds you, it deals with you in the most gross way yeah the most gruesome way and the thing is right you'll always be looking over your oh shoulder gosh, but yeah. crucially i mean can, can we mention this uh i mean yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna mention it oh, yeah? the, the one way that you can oh, then yes, of course yeah the way for you to get rid of the the it or whatever it is that's following you is that you have to have sex with someone yeah and then your curse or or you know whatever it is it gets passed on to the next person yeah. That's a, such a crazy concept. What a concept. So think about it. you got to start banging people yeah. for it to kind of like yeah. just go away. Now, the one thing I saw it, I saw it like a while ago now, but I remember her having like sex with a few people. I don't. Oh. On the boat. I don't, I don't remember that happening, you know. I don't know if she had with a few people, did she? Remember she walks out. Is this was it? I don't know if I want to spoil it or not. <laughs> and then I thought, okay, so I thought if she had like sex, like I'd like, I don't know. There, there, there was this little kind of thing where I was like, oh, I, maybe I, mm. I just need to watch it again just to kind of figure out. It's in my favorites, in my, in my Netflix, because I need to watch it again. It's something that I think I watched it, I think I only watched it once, but I need to see it again. Yeah. But if what you're saying is true, we'll, we'll, we'll. Watch, let's yeah. watch, let's watch it again. Yeah. And then um, let's kind of like Revisit. speak about that one cool. because. From what I remember is there's a bit where she's so depressed, she's mm. so tired of it following her every single time that she decides, right, okay, I'm just going to meet a guy and then I'm going to kind of like, you know, have sex mm. with this guy yeah, and then hopefully, yeah. but then in the end, it still follows her in the end. I think I kind of remember what you're saying and I'm not sure if she went ahead with it because I oh. think she might have felt guilty, but I, I, I think I remember, I, I kind of remember what you're, what you're saying, yeah. but I need to see it again. Yeah. But the whole premise, I mean, oh, come on, I mean, this... I, and I think at the beginning of the film, something happens around sex and the way it's happening, you think, why is this guy kind of doing this? But then you realise what his game is. But yeah. guys, you've got to watch it. We, 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 it's hard to, to, to really passionately talk about something without spoiling it. Yeah. We're trying to hold back because we want you to enjoy the film. Exactly. With a clear mind, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. So. Great w- film. Watch great it. Film. It's a great soundtrack. film. It's all 80s, isn't it? I think the soundtrack's quite 80s and quite, yeah. you know. It's quite, quite cool. And then I think like Tarant, I want to say, yeah, Quentin Tarantino, he wrote, he wrote an article about it. Oh, did he? 
and he kind of, or he messaged the director of it. Oh yes, I think I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he was kind of like blown away by yeah, it as well. Yeah, and yeah. he, you know, he loved it. And yeah. th- there's a big, if you go online, there's a whole thing about the ending of the movie. Oh, oh I, I'm going to see it again. So I'm going to see it again. I need to see it again. And then just, just if you go online and if you just type in the ending of It Follows, yeah. bro, there's there's like huge, huge okay. discussion about it. Yeah, like it what again. exactly does it mean? Like, you know, does it, you know, does it, does it work? Mm. So there's all these things. Um, okay. So any, anything else on the agenda? Oh, I think, I think we may have come to the end of the road <laughs> oh, i love a bit of voice to men man yeah so i think that's it for today ladies and gents we hope you enjoyed the show as much as us yeah great like, show today Had yeah, fun. great doing it remember to like and subscribe us and if you don't we will follow you <laughs> i like that <laughs> devout where can people follow us they can follow us uh twitter facebook instagram and youtube always we're always posting stuff on youtube so have a look at our youtube channel and if you have any suggestions or if you want any movies for us to review please do let us know in the comments send us a picture of you uh whatever it is get in touch we will be more than happy to to engage with you most definitely thanks a lot for listening guys and we'll see you again next week bye peace out